1: the code is SURF10, that's Surf Ten. That's S U R F. The number ten, and you get ten percent off OloClip. Clip. And you guys gotta check check out our Instagram. We're gonna
0: be posting pictures with these wide in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish
1: eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone Elevens. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yeah, Lyndon. You crushed that one. I <laughs> love it. Well, we're
0: sitting here with a lovely guest, longtime friend.
1: Could expert. be the most beautiful surfer, ex-pro pro surfer ever. Pro surfer.
0: Are you ever an ex-pro surfer? You're always a pro surfer. It's kind of like the title. Oh, I think uh, commentator, expert. producer now in advertising and I mean everything. Advertising? I know. What? <laughs> Mother, tell us that's what we're going to find out. Jody Nelson, Jody to
2: the show. Jody Downs Nelson, Jody Nelson Downs. Downs, Thank you. Jody Nelson, Jody Nelson. Yeah, Yeah.
1: well, we're honored to finally sit down and hear the Jody Nelson story. Yeah, we are. So let's start at the beginning, home girl.
2: All right, Uh, what's the beginning? Surfside,
1: born everything,
2: everything. I was born in Long
1: Beach. (laughs) LBC. Oh great! Mm-hmm. Don't fuck this guy's toot <laughs> over here. I wasn't born there, but I grew up there. Yeah. I love LBC for life. Yep.
2: Um, and then, yeah, I, I my first two years were in Sunset Beach, and then it's a funny story. My dad actually traded our house for an empty lot in Surfside with uh, a man by the name of Dick Moody, who owned that first house right there in Sunset Beach, right by the water tower, and we lived two doors down. And that's how we got into Surfside. And then my dad built a house in Surfside. So he had
1: a house. But swapped it for dirt. Swapped it for dirt. For sand. For sand. sand. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just like a sick piece of land or what? on the beach, man.
2: Well, he he wanted to get us into a gated community. Just Ah. like, you know, a little safer, not public area. And my parents loved the beach. And um, yeah, so I was really fortunate to grow up in Surfside.
1: Yeah, you are. So, in your family of, you, you have sisters, brothers. I,
2: I'm a one of four. Yep. Okay. My youngest brother. My parents moved to Colorado when I graduated high school, so my brother was 12, and he pretty much grew up, grew up there, up out in Colorado, and he's a farmer now, um, does organic cattle and alfalfa out in Colorado. Wow, That's great. Yeah, with his family of, about to be three kids, but um, they spend their Summers in Colorado, and in the winters they go to Panama and go surfing. And, you know. So he
0: surfs, even though he lives there. grew up surfing yeah. too, or yeah. that's yeah. cool. Yeah,
2: but none of my siblings really surf. My dad surfed in college, and then um, my brother got into surfing, kind of my younger brother, later in life. And everybody else kind of like messed around with it, but never got serious with it. Yeah. But yeah.
1: So when did you? Ha- were you introduced into surfing
2: um i got introduced to surfing doing junior guards i mean a lot of kids that's how in they huntington or seal seal junior yeah. guards okay yeah and one day it was like hey if you guys um swim around the pier you get your reward is to ride the soft tops and that i stood up on my first wave i'll never forget running home and just like telling my dad I'll do whatever it takes to get a surfboard. I'll work all summer. Like, wh- whatever I have to do to get a surfboard, I want a surfboard. And he took me to Huntington and we went to, I think, Chuck Dent. Yeah. How old are you? 12. 12. We went okay. to Chuck Dent and I bought a 6 1 surf prescriptions Doc used for him. <laughs> Awesome. What a coincidence. Yeah.
1: yeah. We just interviewed Doc yesterday. Oh, yeah. That's, awesome. that's pretty crazy. number. And amber, sorry, and amber. yeah, yeah, Two doc and amber. Most amazing yeah, humans yeah. On the so your yeah. Four, first board Chuck was a six-one doc thruster yep. square tail. Yep. how funny! I guess your dad didn't know what shops to
0: to go and not go in because Chuck Dent was a little rowdy back then. I <laughs> know, yeah. the place to bring a little twelve-year-old girl to come shop for yeah. a board. You'd be like,
3: and it's funny because getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home at Byte.com, that's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own unlock the energy and order yours at acura.com now we let you
1: when you were growing up was there very many girl surfers
2: no none none right yeah I pretty rare i um so that summer i just uh, my best friend was christian haney who lived across the street yeah from me, and we had a like trey tedder and a couple other like um kids in surfside and we all just like pushed each other i I think I didn't really think I was, like, a girl. I was just one of the a boys. tomboy, yeah. And so I definitely pushed myself against the boys. You know, I was, like, competing with them and always trying to outdo them. And, and it was, like, who could do the first floater? Who could do the first off the lip? You know, and Christian and I would just talk crap to each other all day long. And I had. like, That's pretty like, funny. That's to what you mean. Like, he's the reason why I got as good as I did is... Because he was, like, my best friend. And pushing me yeah. And just, like, getting up at dark every morning. I'm not letting
0: this chick freaking beat me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have to give uh, Christian some props. That's really yeah. rad. Yeah.
2: No, for sure. He definitely helped
1: me get to... So surfing took over at the age of 12.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, when you're 12, a lot of kids are, like, doing tons of different activities. Yeah. I think soccer. Like soccer, uh, tennis, gymnastics. I was, like, playing the piano, whatever. Like, guitar lessons. All of it. And just... Oh, volleyball as well. I just kind of like dropped it all and just focused on surfing.
1: Parents were pretty Is stoked it? on that, though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they
2: were. They were pretty supportive, surprisingly. Like I'd always ask my mom, like, "Come watch me. Come watch me," because I, you know, nobody taught me. Like people always go, "Teach me how to surf. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody taught me how to surf. You just have to go out there and like yeah. practice all yeah. the time. Yeah. It's
0: times so, were
1: super different. It's,
2: back yeah. then.
0: But it's and so girls, easy to get as a kid just to get pulled in so many different directions yeah. everything's new and everything's cool and well i could be good at that you could be good at all these things but
1: well parents also want to fill your time up so you don't get in trouble sure. or you try to find something that <laughs> really connect with that you can not get in trouble with right yeah. like
2: well and if if you find something that you're really passionate about it like changes your whole trajectory of life you right know? and I think other sports maybe are a lot harder or just on your body and you don't end up playing them for the rest of your life because nope. we get old and stuff but yeah. like the ocean is just this thing that once it grabs hold of you yeah. like it did for me when I was 12 like it's going to be a part of my life forever yeah forever,
1: yeah. forever. it's funny you, you mentioned that I, I was listening to some podcast or something and the guy what? was you saying, listen to
0: other podcasts besides a late night I, cheat, I show? cheat on everybody bro no. dude
1: um, cheating on me <laughs> So so the guy was talking about, you know, besides golf, there's nothing really that you could play throughout your life until you're old, where you can't, you know, and surfing, you can still kind of surf yeah. through your older age. Definitely. Right? So. Yeah, there's a few sports, but it just depends on how
0: aggressive you are, you know, yeah, like no. And no injuries, you no, know? I
2: just found out Dave Riddle is like 71. I really? I was in Hawaii for two months yeah. um, at the end of the year. and. Somebody told me Dave was 71. I was like, You gotta be kidding me, Dave. Like what the heck? And he's like, Yeah, I just don't stop surfing on a shortboard. Like that's the secret to his it. yeah. like
0: his youth is he just The fountain I, of youth is a shortboard. <laughs> I I like going out on you know, longboards and soft tops and different boards when the when the waves permit or just to yeah. switch it up, but man, I don't I don't think I could ever give up shortboard. Uh, no. No way. You know? Just All get fatter and wider All and more volume. Floor,
2: like- yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so first 12 board. You got your first boards six one surf prescriptions so
2: My first custom was Mark Pesh I have a picture of like pink rails custom Oh yeah text me that picture yeah, yeah it's really
1: good. So did you start surfing contests yeah, Christian Christian I get surfing you in contests um, against so girls there weren't or
2: really any girl divisions so I definitely surfed against the boys a lot yeah until I like got up into like the NSSAs and stuff like that. Nice. But I, I remember, yeah, beating a few boys and then being pretty upset. But, um, but yeah. Who were they?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't Come they, on! They
2: probably remember more than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, and then competitions took over. And, I mean, I had the most supportive parents ever. I was already traveling internationally by the time I was 15. Um, I think my first international competition was in Venezuela. Wow. Um, for Team USA. And then I went to Bali. And, France and Rob Machado's dad was was my coach for a lot of those years. And, wow! Um, was on yeah, the he team. helped coach
0: the NSSA national team, huh? Yeah, like help chaperone and yep. be, take everybody.
2: And my mom and Rob's mom became pretty good friends on on the road, and so um, and yeah. I mean, I my mom sent me to. I went to Bali when I was 15 without parents I was like what were they thinking yeah that's crazy <laughs> but yeah with like the Malloys and um Shay and Corey Lopez were kind of like my yeah, cool generation a good group of dudes that. right there yeah but, uh, big bros right there Keith, yeah so it's a good times <laughs> I like so cotton. you
1: did pretty pretty good off the get-go you started doing well in contests
2: yeah okay I, I was um yeah, I, I can't say that I was ever, like, the best at contests, but, I mean... In, you
0: enjoyed it. You did yeah. it well. All your...
2: In my amateur days, like, there's trash bags full of trophies from my whole teenage surfing amateur career. Yeah. I know. It was, like, every weekend. We were up and down the coast and getting up early, and either my mom was taking me or my dad was taking me. And, um, you know, those are some of, like, the best memories. Yeah. That I was a like, kid and just thinking about how supportive my parents were and stuff and it's not like I'm an only child you know I've got four three other siblings and two of them are similar age to me you know one's two years older or one's four years older one's two years older and then my my little brother just got dragged around with us a lot of places that's (laughs) what's going to (laughs)
0: happen but just going up and down the coast you know when you're that young is even cool that's like you know that's like traveling far and abroad almost just going down the coast
2: yeah Oh, it's fun getting to see like new waves, all the way up to Santa Cruz, and remember Pismo, or even like going down the Solana Beach, yeah, San Diego, Torrey Pines, and we didn't have
0: kelp. And first time I went to Santa Cruz for a contest, I was tripping. Pleasure (laughs) Point, and just yeah, yeah, you didn't want to heat at low tide, yeah, just
1: bumming.
2: Yeah, different different zone up
1: there. So your first custom surfboard was a Pesh. Yep. When when was your first sponsor? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Who was
2: it? I think like Mark Pesch used to hook me up with with boards and stuff, and then Body Glove, um, wetsuits and stuff. I don't, you know, like and from there I had like a bunch of like weird sponsors. I remember I was sponsored by like Jet Pilot wetsuits once. Wow. And um, I remember Jet that. Pilot. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and they would make custom suits for me. Um, there was this bikini company called... Well, Diane's used to sponsor me, too. No way. Place. Yeah. Epic. I didn't know um, South Bay Toyota was one of my sponsors for a little while. Nice, like seven nice. Years. Yeah. Free 4Runner for seven years. Those were yeah. the good old days. The good old days. <laughs> um, there was this company called Blink um, Bikinis, and they were out of like the South Bay. and They they were one of my first like legit big sponsors. And uh, Cassia Miodor, I met her when she was like... I think 14 years old, she and I were on this this team, and they, they'd pay for me to travel, um, you know, on all the boat trips and stuff like that. Wow. photos, and they'd do ads and mags and everything like that. So, yeah. Um, it was cool because it was like a female-ran business, and they were making, you know, stuff for female surfers. Yeah. And that the time was kind of like pretty weird.
1: You were uh, kind of in the mix of when women surfing started yeah. to just blossom so, and, and like blow up.
2: Yeah, when I was 12, 13, full tomboy, comparing myself to the guides and then looking in the magazines, it was like, there wasn't a whole lot for me to look up to in the magazines. I was kind of like, ooh, like a lot of, a lot of the female surfers were, you know, not very feminine. And yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah. And, rah. and um, I was like, ooh, maybe I don't want to be a surfer, <laughs> you know? And then, um, and then Lisa came along, and she really like opened the door for me like to be able to have someone like that who's graceful and yeah. feminine but still rips and hangs out with the boys. But
1: and, truth be told, she wasn't very feminine. No, she wasn't. But, she was, but a, to she was a beast
2: in the water. But she, to me... But
1: I, it, when she like, was a Grom, she was like a, a boy Grom. Yeah. She was like... I think we all
4: kind of were. Yeah, like, I know, guys but, all were. But, but, for sure.
1: but worse than... Not worse, not, I'm not trying to say it, but she was way more of like a bull dyke. in as a youngster, then she she kind of got more feminine yeah. as she progressed in the sport. And the, sure. and the sport was again. And I
2: think also as she became a role model.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Because she wanted yeah. to see
1: But set. she was like a, a, a tough little, she could have been a little
0: boy.
2: I was a little boy when I was young. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say,
0: I think until you, you know, you get in that t- later teenagers, yeah. you know, teenage years. You're yeah, pretty, fifteen, pretty... 16. Yeah, you're pretty much just know. gender doesn't really no. isn't really a thing. You're just kind of like yeah, it's not it doesn't really separate until you become a little bit older. I think yeah, I, I think, but that, it wasn't embraced as like you know. The surfing culture for the, for the girls until she came along and yeah. made it like the face of Roxy, you know, she was well, like, even just like, I don't know how many world champions she won. Having
2: board shorts that you could wear that are not guys, board shorts. And then yeah. we went through this big phase of like everything for the women had hibiscus flowers on and it. And yeah. like, come on guys, like, or pink or whatever. And yeah. it's like, you know, going through just that Just take whole,
1: the logo and put pink around it. Yeah. Going through that
2: whole phase was was tough because I grew up as kind of a tomboy, but then at the same time, I wanted to wear stuff that you know was a little more feminine, but mm-hmm. you know as I'm getting older and developing and whatever, you want to like have that stuff that you can still perform in as a surfer, but then feel a little bit more feminine. So it was like a really weird phase to yeah. have to go through. Oh, let's just <laughs>
0: say Roxy blew the doors yeah. open on that for sure. You yeah. know, really Definitely. kind yeah. of... Changed the the whole scene on the women's side yeah. of surfing and the you know surf industry. Yeah,
1: and then every brand started jumping on the bandwagon, and that even led to more women, yeah. girls surfing. Yeah, and then we talk about this all the time. It's like there's certain movies that you know, or like Hollywood stuff that really explodes you know? Yeah. Like even though Blue in Crush.
0: our even yeah. though yeah in our eyes like some of them are kind of cheesy and it's like oh they didn't really do a good job whether you it's look at north shore it's still classic but yeah. it
1: still opened the door and made yeah, it but but more mainstream yeah. and you know like
2: and acceptable like i can remember vividly walking down the street in huntington and people like oh it's a girl surfer like oh you're gonna <laughs> what are you gonna do out there in that water and it's like screw you man like, yeah. yeah just let me be you know yeah. and then that's because you surf better than them. That's go, the only reason they said from that. that to like where we are now is like yeah. so cool to see. There's so many women out in the water yeah. and young girls and it's like awesome.
1: It's crazy to see how many ripping girls there are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Southside, there's so many. It's like when I... How much more fun is it in the water too? Just, oh like,
2: yeah, different <laughs> vibe than what
1: they used to. No, just, it's way it's way the, more. The scenery's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's way more mellow now too. Yeah, there isn't like bad. It's hard to have bad vibes out there now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. But but me, you know, growing up in in on Main Street and watching you know, the sport and the culture evolve and to see it from like. Remember back in the day, it was one girl who was Nea Post. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like it was like Nea Post. She
2: was also like my hero. Yeah, like probably five, five she point was 0, like super my, smart. Going she to be was a, my like an in person yeah. hero where Lisa was like magazine hero, but yeah. then yeah, just like watch her and he's just like I'm never gonna be able to be her. She was like style. I think she. was. She never like fell as super good colorful. as Lisa. Like like. She yeah.
1: just Just never took it on the world stage. She well, just became
2: a doctor. Instead. Yeah, she's like, yeah,
1: you know what? I'm just going to use my brain. What an idiot.
0: Use my brain to go be a Pro doctor. surfer or doctor? What an idiot. Uh, no. Yeah. We, let's just say that she was a big part of why Huntington won so many national yeah. Like, championships. Yeah. yeah. Because,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. She killed for so, us. So a you got
1: in the surfing contest, uh, got sponsored. But I, I
2: have to say, like, though I don't wanna leave out Hurley because Bob Hurley well, I, we'll get there. I was the first woman to get sponsored by Hurley. No way. Yeah. And uh they I was with them for like twelve years and Bob was a huge part of my career and Lindsay Roach and Lindsay ran the, the women's team and they had the whole um, tomboy sexy thing and it was like that was their kind of the the direction of their women's line and it was like just spoke perfectly to me like I loved Hurley, everything. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It was just an awesome family. What,
1: when did that there. happen? Like what? Uh, like
2: really in the beginning of when Hurley first kind started. Of started. Yeah. Ninety
1: nine. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's when. Well, backtrack a little bit. So you you when did you start surfing professionally?
2: Um, well, I had a little I had a little hiatus. So when I was a, a senior in high school, I was getting ready to graduate and. I got invited to go to Tahiti to compete for the U.S. team, but I also got accepted into Pepperdine only if I would, like, my grades, my SATs weren't quite there, but they said if you go to the Summer Bridge program that starts, like, literally right after you graduate high school, then I could go to Pepperdine or I was going to go to Tahiti, and my dad got his MBA at Pepperdine and, um, College is like a really big kind of thing in our in our family. Yeah. Both my older siblings have their master's degrees, and um, I just knew education was super important. And so I chose to go to Pepperdine instead of going to Tahiti. And uh, started school. I did A hard decision. Yeah, I did two semesters there. My parents had then moved to Colorado, and then uh, I had a little uh, bun in the oven <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager. So. That was my little... So lesson. you were like 18, 19?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you got knocked up. I did. Oh, man.
2: It was great, though. It was the best thing that <laughs> ever happened to me. I was that. just going to
0: say, like... Shout it, it out to they're, Taylor. They're never... It yeah, It's at the, the time, crazy, but never bot- a mistake. I
2: never... I, I look back at... I got married, because, like, I think my dad was kind of like, you know, Taylor's dad, You better, you know... Yeah. Take care of Yeah. Married. Move on. So next minute, I'm, like, walking down an aisle in a wedding dress with... Like you know, bun in the oven. Just like I think my cousin and my sister pretty much just. I was just like, what the heck? I'm a teenager and I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just going through the motions. I'm just. But uh, and then like I had I had him August 24th. Um, 94 and um, I just remember it was like the hottest summer ever and I had to stay in the ocean until the bitter end and he was like three weeks late but I was like body surfing out there wearing a 2 bikini just like right come
1: out up. so he was literally <laughs> born and bred in the water
2: pretty much yeah yeah Dude, so you're,
1: that, you're
0: not gonna keep me out of the water
2: <laughs> so that was my little hiatus and I I remember um, this was like you know before I was sponsored by Hurley and I was I was trying to figure out what my next move was going to be yeah. with surfing
1: so we, you were going to Pepperdine yep. and then you got I, pregnant yep okay. and so I
2: took a pause off of school and um, you know took care of Taylor and then was figuring out okay how can I get back into competing um, on, the, on the tour and stuff and you know my parents were still super supportive and yeah. you know
0: you could always go back to school at any time, yeah, you know. Might as which well. Which I did. Yeah, but um, following your. Yeah,
2: so I I remember like I was still trying to get like a few sponsors and stuff to get support to do the tour and all that, and I'll never forget. I just told my friend that's um, recently. I won't name the brand, but I I had a meeting with a brand and they were like, we were getting ready. Like they had a contract and everything. And they were like well how are you gonna do the tour if you have a small like baby a child and i was like do you ask taylor knox that do you ask Rob machado that like why are you because i'm a woman you're asking me that and i just went like this pushed the paper across the table and walked out wow
0: epic epic. good for you (laughs) jody yeah thanks
2: like it just didn't feel right i was like
0: yeah, what are you going to hold that over my head when it's like, like why should be any different? That's my personal business.
2: Yeah. I'm going to take care of my business. Yeah. You take care of yours. Let's sign this paperwork. Yeah, This is an agreement that I'm going to do my part. You're going to do your part. Right. Let's do this. Why is that even like... Was so it one of the top brands
0: out there? It was. Yeah, it was. Bruca yeah. sucks, I know. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs>
1: so, wow. So you walked out of there. I walked out. And okay. that's
2: when I got some of the other like smaller brands kind of come together and, and then started doing... Traveling around, and my parents, like, we'd go to WA, and Taylor was like two years old. Like, we, my mom and my little brother and I, we went all the way to South Africa. And Damn!
1: So, what were you, like, 1920? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Charging? And Steve Adler, Adler was like sponsoring one of my first sponsors, too, when he had Surfboard Factory. Awesome. And um, Flower Power. They had that whole thing going on in Japan, and he was killing it with like the t shirts and stuff. And so yeah. He was. He was helping fund my career for a
0: while, too. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, that might be, be pretty cool to bring your mom and brother and then your kid. Yeah. Like, have a good support system, like yeah. traveling. You don't have yeah. to worry about... It was epic. Yeah. Make, take all the stress off you. You get his focus on... And then sometimes Taylor would go off to
2: Colorado and just be, like, a little free bird out there with my parents in the summertime. And I'd go travel.
1: and. Swim. So how long did you do the tour for?
2: Um... My life's really like a blur. It's hard for me to remember, but like, I think I was competing and traveling around for maybe seven years or so. Wow, really that's remember, a long time. But like towards the end of my career when I was with Hurley, they didn't really care about me doing the contest. So it was more like I was going on trips with guys for Surfer Magazine or Surfer's Journal and going to like weird off the beaten yeah. path places. So you almost transitioned to, to be like a like free more, surfer. I did more like the big wave kind of stuff yeah. as well. A little bit. Yeah, you're like,
1: you're like one of the first towing girls, right?
2: Yeah, well, we, we, it was like, it's such a blur, the whole thing, but like in 2001, I think it was, cause it was right before my dad passed away. I remember I we were in Tahiti and we had the opportunity to tow in there and it was big and I just remember like, how stoked I was that my dad like got to see. That footage? The, yeah, I mean, do that and yeah. go for it. But it was like one of those opportunities where you're like so scared, but you know you're not gonna get that opportunity, you just like so us, every day. So tell us
1: Tell us about
0: that day. Who Yeah, who was out? Who was, to, <laughs> who was your partner in crime on that um, tow?
2: Well, it was Megan Abubo, uh, Rochelle Ballard, Holly Beck was with us, and Vitea uh, David was our- Boto. Our, Boto was our driver. And, um, and Rochelle went first and it was, you know, it was solid and she How big? wearing 8
1: to 10 foot, 12 to
2: 15. I don't even know. It was like big, big. <laughs> and It Ro- doesn't need to be that big to Rochelle be scary there. Rochelle was wearing a white shirt with a white surfboard and she ate it and got held under for two waves. And we were like all stressing out and couldn't find her. She finally popped up, Poto grabs her, brings her the boat. And he looks at me and he's like, "All right, Jody, you're up next." I was like, uh,
0: "Okay." Uh, I should. And gone so first. I hop
2: on the ski. We go out and we're like waiting so for a set, and he's out there rolling a big fat joint. Podo is. Like, yeah, and I was like, "Seriously, dude?
0: Like, oh, my life's in your hands right now, and you're
2: gonna light up a big so fat So he's on joint. a
0: jet ski. He's crazy. He's like, "Oh, this is fun size, you guys. You're uh, I." Yeah, I right. how big
1: was it? You think like twenty
0: foot I mean, faces?
2: i a picture. Yeah, we need to posted, have it, but it was like. For well, for the like, listeners, they're like gonna double, like double overhead. Yeah, like,
1: like proper chopu. Proper. Yeah, yeah. but okay. if,
2: I wouldn't say it was like
1: code red. Like the
0: guys were it surfing today. It wasn't
2: like it was the direction was not where it was like super below sea level, so it was a little more user yeah. friendly. And um, but if it's double overhead
1: have, and it's top to bottom barrels, you're we fucking, didn't
2: have tow boards either. We were just using our regular like step ups. Yeah. So,
1: so Strider told us his first experience towing in at chopu. Well, and they had, they had plastic bottles for, for handles. Handle? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> did you have plastic bottles for the handles?
2: No, or did you have proper... No, but when I did my knee just recently, I was using a snorkel. Oh. So, similar. <laughs> yeah, you make do with what you got. That's right.
0: All right, let's Whitney, go back. We're thing.
1: Poto said, as Poto's rolling a joint, yeah. he's like, hey.
2: I'm just sitting there going, this guy hey, has Jody. life in his hands right now. He's your, waiting for a big one.
1: Your turn, Jody. We're yeah. gonna get you on a big one. Yeah. Hold I, on.
2: I, I didn't eat I didn't eat it, which I was really happy about, but um, it was it was terrifying. But I also like the most exhilarating thing I've ever done in my life. And we all kind of like So it was
1: Did you get barreled on that wave? I wouldn't say so, I got
2: like super barreled, I like barely got barreled. All I know is I'd survived. Just make the drop. <laughs> and, and it was a big one. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it was, and that was your first time ever doing it. Yep. Did you know, I mean I'd
2: done toe ins with Sean Collins, like he's like my second dad, and so yeah. we would do stuff all the time at Surfside her around here, like yeah. out at Esther or Cloud Break or whatever, nothing crazy down Baja. But
0: did all the girls go that day?
2: Um, almost everybody and, did. Yeah. And
0: Rochelle, she took Rochelle a look and she got back up on. Got
2: back up, went back out, and it was one of those moments where, like, you know, when we were done, we were like, "Wow, we just pushed the envelope." For, for women right there and I think if the four of us weren't together like it probably wouldn't we, happen yeah yeah, we would have chickened out but because we were all pushing each other it was you know one of those moments where I think we really
1: so you're not going to tell us who didn't like go that. out no <laughs> I'm going to tell you who did <laughs> did <laughs> Linda <and>, didn't um, <laughs> I
0: wouldn't have did, hell uh, no was there any photographers and stuff you guys yeah. say you got photos
2: yeah Lucy was with us oh yeah there. Yeah, that was good times.
1: So that was a big milestone in in your surfing career. And that's when I
2: kind of like got more into the free surfing stuff. And I did like a few courses up at Mavericks with the, you know... You surfed Mavericks too? Well, I did a lot of big wave training up there. And um, all the rescue stuff with like Sean Aladio, K38. And um, Adam Rapogel was my partner for a while. And Mm. you basically learn how to rescue like it was huge when we did the training course and you get dropped off in the middle of the impact zone and we have to like rescue each other we do night ops we have to they like take the whole wave runner apart and you gotta like put it back together with your partner and um yeah you just practice all the pickups and everything like that so yeah i did I that's that kind of weird that's kind of that sketchy twice just so that like you know it's good to take those courses yeah. also because if you're ever in a bad situation and somebody's coming to rescue you you know like how it, what to yeah. do? You know, you know which hand to give them. Yeah, you know, what to do with your poor It's plan,
0: planning for the worst, and, yeah. and you know that's what's going to happen in big waves. Is yeah. it's not always pretty.
2: Yeah, and then I did a lot of Baja trips, like with Sean Collins and like Mike Parsons and Gerlach and that whole crew yeah. with skis out in the middle of nowhere. And I always like didn't mind going on the boys' trips and just hanging in there and yeah. not complaining. And
1: yeah, and and I kind of heard that you were charging bigger waves and i was like wow jody's surfing bigger waves like she's doing towins and shit like what (laughs) where'd she come up
2: with that lane beachley was a big influence on me she's like one of my best friends and when i first started going to hawaii like you know we had competitions at sunset in haleiwa like we had to charge so first time to the north shore she made me go out at sunset without fins without a board just swimming swimming like at big sunset and we'd be out there and the guys were like, what are you girls doing out here? But she, you know, if, if you can't swim out there, you shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys know sunset, like the only way to get in is to get pounded through the, through the white through water. <laughs> Otherwise you just keep getting sucked back out, sucked yeah. back out. So that was like kind of my initiation in the North Shore and then she would paddle out on days where sunset's like closing out to as far as you can see through yeah. pipe like and just charge. she's got crazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I and then one time I almost drowned at, at Steamer Lane before I got into big waves. Um we had a contest there and Middle Peak broke. Have you guys ever been out yeah. there? When it's that big and and it broke on my head and I was held down for two waves. And have you guys ever gotten to that point where you're like, Oh, okay, I'm gonna die now? Like, I'm drowning.
1: I don't do that in very big waves. I do that in two foot (laughs) circles.
2: So that happened to me at at steamers, and as soon as I gave up, is when I came to the surface, and that's when I like everything clicked for me with big waves and being held under and breath holding and. You know, doing the big wave training, I was like, if I'm gonna put myself in these situations, I want to be prepared because yeah. physic- if you physically prepare yourself, it mentally prepares yourself for yeah. the next time you get into that situation. So, but now I'm a total wimp. Like, <laughs> come on, you're gonna. You go rest. Taylor and I went to Nicaragua, and we were like at Colorado's, and I was just that please pounds you. I was wimping I was like, "Who are you, and what have you done with my mom?" <laughs> that is so funny. i was <laughs> like, dude, I'm yeah. not. I don't charge
0: anymore. I did. I go to Hawaii and I'm like, that
1: just doesn't look fun anymore.
0: Yeah. yeah. I just well, want to go watch my kid catch some like reforms and stuff.
1: This is so cool. Yeah. Color, you know, Nicaragua, Colorado, is, we, we've been there a couple times and it's such a, a, a sick place to go and the paddle out isn't bad, but if it's consistent, you just get
3: worked. Yeah. That's a thing. It's, it's just, like,
1: it's, it's 20 it's, yards to the, you know. But it's nonstop. Like. When it's yeah. On. And it shakes the board out of your hands. Yeah. Like, that's the, the scary thing for me is like, I got hurt duck diving at lowers. <laughs> <laughs> we did.
0: We just fell out. I'm like, where would Lyndon go? He's gone. We, we were
1: out. I caught like, in 45 minutes, it was like, I caught like three waves. And it was pumping. It was legitimately pumping, right? It, it was pumping. It was good. It's, it's the, and I ducked it's... over a wave and got smashed. And it felt like something hit my arm. Something snapped my arm oh my and I came back up, like finally came back up and I paddled and it felt like a bone was sticking out of the side of my arm. Oh my and I was like, done. So I went in and I... I it was so was good. I, I served for like three and a half hours. Was three was and a half recently? hours. I sat on the I beach. I on the
0: beach. I'm like, I'm not going in until yeah. I can't paddle. I
1: didn't call him in or anything because I knew he wouldn't anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he had like... A couple of beers in this bag, and I'm like, "Oh my god, thank God!" So I pounded like almost like a six pack so what on the beach.
2: Happening? You just old? I never
1: You're old. I never went to the doctor. But he's a, yeah. He's, he's a retard. So yeah. yeah. You can't say that pat- anymore, bro. Just That's not a, PC.
2: Take him out to the pasture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he gets hurt a lot. But he's seriously, the show isn't about me getting hurt. It's about <laughs> Jody Nelson. Charger. So the charger. Char- the charger. So Probably so. Steamer Lane, you get held down for two ways, and you said it clicked. like The
2: light bulb went off, yeah. I mean, how?
1: Because Steamer Lane is big, <laughs> but these other places you're talking about, like Chopu it, or Sunset. This is
2: before all those other places. This is the first. Yeah, yeah. I know. But the light bulb went off in the fact that like I survived, and the only reason why I survived was when I like gave up fighting, yeah. being held down, yeah. and I just relaxed. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I came to the surface. But the
1: other circumstances that (laughs) you're, that are way more, I understand what you're saying. Like, oh yeah, you you just got to be comfortable in taking that impact and knowing that, okay, it's going to be okay. But when you're talking Chopu, you know, at 10 to 15 feet, that's different from Steamer Lane. Yeah. And like Mavericks. But water is water. And that's,
2: I think thing that clicked was how to react when you're underwater but also like I started doing the training with the breath holding and swimming yeah. underwater and and working on my capa- like my lung capacity yeah. so that I knew I could hold my breath for a long time yeah. and then the other part is just relaxing but if you don't practice that breath hold and being underwater and being comfortable in that un- uncomfortable situation, yeah. it's a lot easier to panic quicker. And panic, that's, you're done. That's what I didn't know that first I
1: time. can't get past that panic thing.
0: I always yeah. just panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I, I've been in similar situations like that to where, you know, you start to panic and then you're like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And you just kind of let go And, that's when and then the you're like it's, it was almost creepy feeling because you're like, this is how it is. this is actually pretty peaceful. I'm like, I'm actually gonna go and I'm okay with it. Like that. I seriously you, was you've like gotten to that point. Yeah and then you like, he's
1: making this up he's
4: I that point is, you know, <laughs> No And
0: you just come up and it's like euphoric almost and it's kind of a weird feeling.
1: You guys are getting too crazy. But, the,
0: but going back to where you're saying like, how do you panic at certain spots? Cause it's not that big. It's some of those that catch you off guard. Yeah. Well, sometimes you're, you're really prepared for the deep water, the big waves or this. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't even have to be that big or that gnarly. Yeah. Just to hit, you know, I got hit across the chest by a board, knocked the wind out of me. I mean, it was a big day, but it wasn't like, I'm going to die. Like size yeah. day. Knock the wind out of me, get pounded, come up. I'm above water and I can't breathe. Like it, and then I get hit by another wave, and that you know, and I, like you just never know when you know yeah. you're gonna have to go through that. In
1: the least expected time. Yeah. So so that day at Seamer Lane, you're like, okay, I'm gonna get prepared for.
2: You didn't get hit. You just got pushed <gasps> down
1: deep and doing the swirl.
0: Because
2: that thing, that middle peak's a good big thick, big yeah. deep water. I just got held up oh, two waves that. in a row. Was yeah. anybody
0: there to like like see you? I'm not like no. right next to me. Yeah. Like when
2: I came up, I had that feeling you just described of yeah. like kind of euphoria a little bit because I'd been under for so long, and then I just realized, you know. You have to relax when you're down there. You can't panic. It just exerts more energy. Yeah. And you run out of air faster. <laughs> yeah. So
1: So Well that's a that's a huge I guess thing to master the fear of of fear. Of big waves. Well and I think you know? it's
2: one of those things if you don't if you don't use it you lose it. Yes. You know? And yes. so like right now I'm a total wimp. Yeah, But I know I could probably get myself back to that place yeah. if I really wanted to, but yeah. now I just
0: love hydrofoiling small waves. Yeah. We used to just <laughs> go down to Porto in the summer, like when at least two or three times in the summer, just so you get that like adrenaline and yeah. that practice before yeah. like Hawaii came around, you yeah. know, you're like, cause first week or two in Hawaii, you're like, Oh man, I just hope like, it's not that big. <laughs> so and you- then after
1: a couple months, you're like,
0: Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, this yeah. looks fun. Oh,
1: but yeah. So, so you started... Big wave. Going, yeah, Start doing big waves, started traveling for editorial and surf trips.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the best surf trip, best waves you've ever gotten?
2: Um, I mean, we got skunked a lot. You would know. You yeah. Jay went on a lot of these trips, and I was on a trip with Brett Simpson and Art Brewer and Robo and Dave Post, and we went all the way to West Africa, Senegal. Damn. And we were hunting all over around there, and we got pretty, pretty skunked. And it's kind of gnarly around there too. It's yeah, like,
0: it's beautiful. Is that like where like the pirates landing. are, Senegal?
2: Is that what Se- pirates yeah. like? I mean, it's yeah, it's not like, like Sam George was the writer, and he ended up getting married on that trip to Nia Peoples. It was the weirdest trip ever. Wow. It was for Nia Peoples magazine. is an actress. Yeah, oh. the one, she was in the North Shore. Yeah. North Shore. Yeah. Oh, that was the
1: main chick. Yeah
2: okay and they they got married in senegal some like traditional you know, <laughs> my, my wife my
0: wife's blonde hair blue eyes she's part senegalian okay or if that's how yeah. you pronounce it right 24
1: yeah. what is it 24
0: of me yeah no, it's like muslim and all
2: yeah, the churches it's, and, it's like wesley yeah.
0: snipes like you know dark yeah people yeah <laughs> yeah no
2: it's an it's an interesting place it's, um but we just kind of got how, skunked and we drove around a lot but was it a culture lot. cool to yeah culture just to check cool. out you know they, their hands out of the bowl. Everybody just shares out of a bowl, and um, but yeah, I mean the culture is always like the most amazing part. I always had trouble coming home from those trips because like in Senegal there was like tons of poverty and Ugh. like kids digging in the landfills and in the garbage, just you know. But I also used to shoot a lot of film, so I'd take all these amazing photos. But then I'd come home and I'd go hang out with my friends, and they'd be talking about like super shallow things, you know. Yeah. And I would just like have this time where i had to like decompress and i couldn't even hang out like with my friends in california for a couple of weeks yeah we what a good great. life lesson though huh just to be able yeah, to like i mean readjusted. surfing gave you
0: that opportunity oh, to yeah. like yeah. i mean there's a lot of people travel it's like oh i went to this resort i'm going to like you know do this no, we, whatever yeah. like but <laughs> there, a lot, surfing you go to a lot of pretty obscure places yeah. with everywhere we
1: go where the waves are good it's third world practically
0: yeah places. you know yeah. definitely there's i mean outside of you know, a few countries, it's pretty bad out mm-hmm. there, you know? Yeah. But still beautiful and unique. And, you know, most of the people are genuinely happy and mm-hmm. that's all they know. And, you know, it's not like you go there and it's bad places. Like you go there and like, oh my gosh, like, but it goes back to the materialistic things. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, we're arguing over like this and that and you know so
1: much more to be you forgot to like my post bro grateful (laughs) I was just going to pick up my phone right now like oh shoot Lyndon's going to be pissed
0: (laughs) what was your like best surf I think surf, I just always like, had
2: so much fun um, on the boat trips um, yes. in Indo you know I did a boat trip from Kupang all the way back to Bali once and you know stuff that you grew up drawing on your notebooks yeah we literally parked the boat in the middle of like a perfect left and a perfect right, and the boat's like and right in the middle. swimming pool and water no with one palm tree, and yeah, and then it's just like an RV on the water. And I was actually going to college that time when I was doing a lot of these trips. So I'm like doing calculus in a boat while we're like <laughs> moving around from island to island, and. But yeah, I think you that know, totally
0: useful information that yeah. you're going to use the rest Total of your list. life. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just never forget being in
2: a boat cabin doing ca- calculus in the middle of one
0: coconut <laughs> plus two yeah. coconuts. That's, that's discipline three. right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: like you're determined to uh, to pass that class. If so you're if you're Lin could eat
0: four bananas in five <laughs> minutes, and Jay could eat one minute, how <laughs> many coconuts is that? Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's how crazy yeah. that Jay had
1: is. one big black banana.
0: I did <laughs> and I earned that one He did we had a surf contest
1: uh, <coughs> on a boat trip on a boat trip and uh, we made a a, a a medal yeah a out trophy out of a, out a, of a smash can Smashing can, can. can and it had a banana wedged in it they taped like bananas
0: to it and some other stuff and they put it on like a tether and anyway he wore it
1: from Indo yeah. All the way through customs, all the like way
0: a
2: home. Real banana. Uh-huh. Like a
1: a dead. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much like. Rome. But he had it on all the way from fucking Indonesia <laughs> to U.S. Yeah. I'm band. all dudes. If it's I go going to secondary, I'm gonna be like... so pissed because they made it. you can't believe you
0: made. It. You gotta go through customs with that, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know how, how he made it. Looked at it and looked at me and looked at it and then like handed me the paper and let me through, and I'm like. And yeah, he drew, got him, to like... wear
1: all the way through customs, oh. all the all the different uh, <laughs> TSA uh, lines and everything. He made oh, a home. Oh. So it was so <laughs> awesome. So <funny>. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so tell us, tell us, uh, yeah, tell us more about your 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 best surf trips.
2: Yeah, I can just remember like I think that one trip from Kapong, but then I've done like a, a bunch. Of um, you know, Telos and and down Mintwise and all that. Before yeah, you've I done
1: you've done like a lot of extensive traveling. i can
2: never, I'll never forget. Like, I came home from a boat trip once, and like I just remember being so clear headed and awake. Mm. They call it woke. The kids, the kids call it woke. Woke. You got woke. You got but, woke like, girlfriend. Something happened on this one boat trip where, like, I think it was my first. It was my first boat trip. Yeah where it was just so magical, the waves were so good, and I felt so blessed, and I was with, I was with Lane, and Samantha Cornish, Kim, Kim Bradshaw, and we had a photographer with us, this guy Larry, and we were, um, I think it was, not the Mangalui, it was another little weird boat, but, um, I just remember came up, coming back, and I was just so clicked in, and, and, like, everything was so crystal clear, and like i mean i'm a i'm a believer i'm i i believe i'm a christian and i believe in jesus and stuff and i just like it was like this thing where i was like the closest to god that i've ever been the closest to jesus that i've ever been was coming back from well being on that trip and then coming back you know hmm. and i'll just never forget like and it was just being in nature and yeah. and not just Nature, but like these beautiful, perfect waves, wow. and being yeah. a surfer and like experiencing that, you know. And the waves
1: were good on that trip.
2: Yeah, they probably mm. weren't the best waves ever, but like the for me, it was like my of, first boat trip, and, yeah. and you're so basically like on an RV yeah the water, like yeah. pulling up, waking up at a different perfect wave every yeah. morning, you yeah. know, and just surfing your brains out, and just perfectly clear water, yeah. and yeah. you're You're removed, we from need to like
0: the normal like, yeah, we need to meal. go on
1: another boat trip so we get <laughs> yeah, woke we again. <laughs>
0: yeah, we <laughs> <do>. get <wolf. laughs> well, it's no joke when 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 God brought heaven down to earth, like he created, this is heaven here, you know, That's he just how you look at waves.
4: it. Yeah.
0: there's waves bring more waves, buddy.
1: <laughs> so then, after surfing professionally contest, you became more of an editorial surfer. And then what? What?
2: And I went to school during all that. Like, I was getting paid to surf, and then I went back to school at Cal State Long Beach, made okay. my own major in sports marketing, management, and mass communications. Taylor was probably about three or four years old. What, how old are you when you go to preschool? He was in preschool, so I went to preschool there on four? campus. Four years old. And, um, and then I'd go to school, and then I'd miss, like, Mikey Riley was in some of my classes. I remember it. Um, I missed some of my, like, six weeks a semester, but because I wrote this, like, 20-page proposal and designed my own major, and I was surfing professionally, like, I had to get a signature from every single department head to, to be able to do this, this major, and so they were, like, super cool. They were like, huh, who told it? you to do that? I just didn't, I, I kind of just didn't see any of the majors, like, fitting to what I wanted to do. And I wanted to study something that would help me as a professional athlete and, and also, like...
1: So you created your own major? Yeah. It, sports, it was sports...
2: Sports marketing, management, and mass communications. So, yeah, it was all about, like, you know, public relations. It was about communications, you know, like all the broadcast stuff that I do. It was also had the sports element with kinesiology wow. and the mental game of sport and women in sport and um, and then marketing, like all the you know bargaining and negotiating and all that stuff and then I still had to take like calculus and accounting and all that gross stuff to get the business part out of there but um but yeah it was super cool so I was like really excited about going to school and what I was learning and
1: and Taylor would go to school
2: Taylor would go to school and they had like goats and all kinds of like animals there and he loved it they'd get dirty in the mud and then how sick. Yeah, and then my, my parents would help me when I'd go travel and that was a pretty good setup. I mean I it took me seven years to finish college. Yeah. Well I, but, kinda, hey, I
0: yeah, at least you try. finished it. Yeah, hey, I'm going on a boat trip for a month. I'll uh I'll write a report. Yeah, but yeah.
2: uh but I got it done and I got my degree and it's you know, a lot of a lot of kids don't know that you can make your own major and they think they just I've always kind of been that fish that like swims in the opposite direction of all the other fish and I just was like none of these boxes, I'm not one of these boxes, you yeah. know, like, let
1: me make my own box. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome that you took it upon yourself to create your own destiny. Yeah.
0: Well, that, that too, and, and having the smarts to like help what you, had your I passions were waste, already, you yeah, know? Yeah, I do not want to waste my time. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what I like, something. how do I make what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah longevity wise and help me so you spread knew, out to help others.
1: You kind of knew what you're going to transition to?
2: I didn't. You did. I it. I, I wrote that but proposal you thinking I wanted to be a sports like agent. Mm. So that's what I geared the proposal towards, but everything in that really helped me um, transition just I mean Was either, there
1: sports agents that you were like
2: Yeah, I mean I worked with Suizo was my own agent. Agent, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was just
1: going to say I remember yeah. Sue Rizzo, yeah?
2: Yeah, Izzo was, she worked with um, Keir Dillon, and she worked with, um, Cassia was her other, like, I was her first surfer. She was with a bunch of snowboarders, and uh, Anne-Malyn Kongsgaard, and um, later on she had like Danny Davis and stuff, but then after me, Sophia Milanovic and Cassia were her only other Surf surfers, girls. and then I think she got into, yeah, she had a whole like mosaic management Sports manager, yeah, yeah. For a while and Did
0: you pick her brain apart a lot while you were like working, um, well, or just kind of was
2: just like I saw like what the agents had to do, and I was kind of like, it's kind of, I don't know, I'm right, that's really what I want to do, yeah. but it at least helped me get in the right direction and learn a lot of things that were super helpful for me as yeah. a professional athlete and then, um, just business in general, yeah, know. life. life but yeah I mean I transitioned into like I got into a little bit of retail marketing with with Hurley they gave me a a great opportunity there while I was like kind of trying to figure out that transition because the transition a lot of people don't talk about it like going from a pro athlete especially surfing like I mean NFL and NBA they have like they make a lot of money. Yeah, they yeah. They have a lot of support. People yeah. that help them with those transitions. And if they're, and they're in
1: the league long enough, they have a pension. Yeah, that's pensions, all huge. that. But like going yeah. from
2: being a professional surfer to like, okay, what's next? It's as pretty as much a, starting like, over. As a female, like, no offense to you guys, but you guys are like, it's the boys' club, and oh, you can be a rep, and you can do this, and you can do that. But like for the women, it was kind of like, you just kind of got pushed aside, you know? And yeah, Hurley was super cool, like giving me an opportunity with retail marketing but it just whining and dining the shop kids to sell more product like which is essentially what it is like it yeah. just didn't sit well with. I want that job <laughs> <laughs> that wait that. that is my job <laughs> well, we had a lot of fun and, and all that but it was just like it wasn't satisfying so, so. who
1: who approached you with that that position, Lindsay, Bob? Lindsay, oh, Lindsay Roach and Bob. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, Lindsay.
2: Saxon got an uh, ambassador of aquatic fun. I got an opportunity for retail marketing. And oh, Bob. Like... <laughs>
0: Way to <laughs> <Yeah>. go, Bob.
2: <laughs> no, but it was cool. It at least gave me an opportunity. But then, then they really gave me an opportunity when they signed um, the deal with U.S. like for U.S. Open when they sponsored yeah. U.S. Open and had the early pro. So I was commentating at that like that at point in my at career. The early I events. was commentating. Um, you know towards the end of my surfing career and, and and hurley gave me the opportunity to actually like become the executive producer of the broadcast for hurley pro and us so open so
1: backtrack for a second you started commentating for the contest
2: yeah so okay. boost mobile boost mobile brought me in for the, US open? for the boost mobile pro down at lowers lowers oh, before oh, for hurley took it over and yeah and so i was doing that for a while before, uh, <laughs>
0: It's alright, we'll cut it off. Look <laughs> at we'll this. Uh, Mr. Schnuggles. You guys know Kara. Hi, hello. Hi. Hi, Jody, Kara. What's Hi. up, Jody? How are you? I'm Jack. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi.
1: Hi, oh, Thank you for having Kaylee. No worries. Yeah, party. You guys yeah. are going the to
0: whole the weekend. River? We're going to the lake, yeah. Okay.
2: Good for you. you. Oh, wait, Long I have Evie's back too. Hold okay. On. I'll just leave it.
1: Perfect. I can cut that out. You sure. <laughs> editing That's so so what were you we talking about yeah boost mobile so okay. yeah
2: like mark fuel at boost hired me for a while I was doing the sideline recording for um, for the boost and then so what was
1: your first commenting, commentating, commentating
2: job? um and how I did I remember d- I think what was that what was that contest series we used to have in California? HP the, Surf Series or the PSA Bud Light or it wasn't that it was after that PSTA or something like that? that... Jeff Greenwood <coughs> or whatever his name was.
1: Snugs. Um...
0: Stop.
2: We used to have a series where we made money.
0: Yeah, it was up and down
2: the California coast, and it wasn't okay, PSAA. Okay. It was after that. I want to say
0: it was PSTA or something. Something. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. yeah. So, so there, it, there was. There were like.
2: And it was on TV.
0: Yeah, they were. Huh. Yeah. There was like six was, events yeah. or so up and, and there down was the coast. Money in it. Yeah, there
1: was. So, so somebody. I did approached sideline, you, or they? FFM or you approached first.
2: them? They came to me. Hmm. Yeah. And That's kind of cool. Yeah then boost and then um when surfing got in the x games
1: so how was how was that um first job like they said hey jody
2: we think you'd be a good
1: commentator come come uh come try it out
2: i don't know that i fell in love with it at first i didn't i don't think i fell in love with it until um
1: were you nervous like
2: x Games. i i get nervous in front of eyeballs but i don't get nervous in front of a camera like right now like I can talk to this microphone fine but if we were standing in front of a classroom room of people or whatever an auditorium I'd like freeze you know yeah. get stage fright but uh the the commentating or the sideline reporting stuff I fell in love with it when um I got to do the x games and then they actually like taught me how to do it and they fly us out to Bristol Connecticut and we do training with like the best in the business so like, hold on
1: so you, you were doing that small tour, yep. and then how- I can, Honestly,
2: I can't remember like how it all happened, but I just- Yeah, uh, how did you get doing, connected with X with Games? I was doing X that, games. and then I think they saw me doing that, and then one thing led to another, and you know, X Games, surfing got in the X Games, so my name got thrown in the hat. Remember, we did it in Huntington, the waves sucked, and yeah. then it went to Porto, Escondido, and I was a sideline reporter out in the water- <laughs> At Porto Escondido. Sick. Um, And then I went and did Winter X Games. I did border cross and skier cross and Hmm. all the snowboard events and stuff. And, um, you know, I just, I, and then we did the game.
0: The game, yeah. Yeah. Relax game. game. Well, that was kind of prior to the X Game. See, I can't remember
2: all the order it all came in, but... um, it all kind of just like once you start doing it people start seeing you and you're doing a good job and then I just really became passionate about it because I'd always produced myself more than any like field producers were producing me and I just wanted I actually wanted to be like an NBA you know sideline reporter and I was like super into it but I but what I loved about it is the storytelling aspect and then it wasn't about me it was about like teeing up the the athlete that I'm talking to to get the stories out of them and I always was like well, if my grandma's watching or somebody that doesn't even know anything about the sport, how can I get them to attach to and be a fan of this person? So, like, we're all human. We have that in common. doesn't matter if you surf or don't surf. We have these human stories, and if I can get those human stories out of the person I'm talking to... Well, we might just get some new fans. Yeah, we
0: experienced the same thing when we went to podcast uh, college. (laughs) And um, we were really into uh, pulling out that personality. It's not so much a college. It's more of like a high school. Yeah. (laughs) It's more like just party. No. Um, No, I I mean, I remember seeing you, yeah, like at the surf events and then the X game, the Winter X Games, I was like, holy smoke, she's big time now. Yeah. Yeah. you know, because serve you know, and then I mean, they're all crossovers, yeah. and it's the same. Was the pay good? Crew, so. Was the pay, pay good? Is
2: not very good. That's how I got into producing. Was like I could still do the storytelling, but you know, get paid a little more because I'm producing the whole thing. And that's yeah. Jeb Siskiros at Hurley and, and Bob Hurley are the ones that kind of gave me the opportunity to, to step up and kind of be in charge of the entire broadcast. A lot of people didn't know that I was still like because I was still doing some of the sideline reporting, but then I was overseeing the entire broadcast so
0: behind the scenes Joey. yeah and everyone yeah. would be
2: like oh I saw you commenting or whatever and it's like oh it's a lot more than that but um, I'd hire the production company I would do all the pre-produced content I'd you know make sure we had all the graphics in line and um, oversee the entire budget and yeah it was yeah. That, that's where I kind of really helped grow my career to where it is now
0: yeah, yeah you made yourself a lot lot more like, valuable yeah, yeah like, valuable for sure yeah. So where the real money's at.
1: So from the small California tour to X Games to the Winter Games, and then there's the big ones for I mean, in my mind, the big ones for you were hosting the U.S. US Open, Open, the US Open yeah. sure. and the Hurley. Well, I also because the Hurley Pro, right? Bob lowers. used to
2: like. I don't know if you guys remember that era where it was like you know all the brands were paying for the broadcasts. And everybody was trying to, like, outdo each other, you know? And it was, like, a great time in surf broadcasting, you know? Everybody had their own set of commentators and graphics and this and that. And everybody was trying to come up with new technology for the webcast, like, oh, the speed tester or whatever, like, the speedometer of oh, how gosh. fast the person's going or yeah. heats on demand, like, all of these, like, yeah, the, 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 things that were coming out. Everybody was, like, rip curl against Quicksilver against Harley, against, you know, but it was, like, a great time of. Of growth and it was really fun um, yeah and uh, yeah those those are the times where I kind of learned the most and Bob would actually like ask Bob and Jeb would be like how much do they want to give you to work on that because like rip curl would come to me and ask me to, to do jobs and they would just do that. yeah you were
0: at bells you went to a lot of other I didn't ter- ter- do bells oh you did
2: like, I I eventually started doing stuff with other brands because yeah what like, other um, events is, I went like WSL WS so like I did I did the Puerto Rico event when Andy passed away. And mm. that was like probably one of the most challenging situations ever. But had I not done all that training with ESPN and out in Bristol, Connecticut, and and how to handle those types of situations, because we would deal with crashes and this and that, where it's like people are, you don't know if they're alive or not, and the family's watching. and. You know, it's like very sensitive situations, and yeah. I was like, learn. I I learned and was trained how to like handle those situations because we would practice that, and we would have talent seminars, and we would, you know, do all that prior to an X Games. And um, that's crazy. And so when I was in in Puerto Rico, he's
0: okay. He's not moving, but well, we'll get back. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like just <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it's gnarly, but gnarly. But, but so when all that went down with Andy and stuff, instead of like freaking out that it was like such like so much pressure, I just like took myself out of it and was like doing a duty as a reporter for everybody that's watching and not there and like friends and family and surf fans. Like, yeah. Cause it was a very emotional, very hard time. You know, we, had, we did the paddle out and um, gosh, yeah, it was just like, it was a heavy, heavy yeah. situation. So,
1: so crazy. I remember that. I remember the, the visuals yeah. coming back to me of that weekend. Yeah, the waves were super good too, right? They yeah. scored. Yeah, it was a great
0: they event. Scored. And
2: Kelly won his tenth, and Steph won her whatever million.
0: Yeah, million <laughs> contest. So, how long did you do the events and in the the yeah I mean, commentating?
2: Did I still do some commentating? But like, I'm more on the producing side of things, and I don't do too much stuff in surf anymore. Um, when the WSL kind of came around and and all that, I kind of just decided it was time to like spread my wings and go in other directions so now um i mean i just did the isa olympic qualifier in japan last october november whenever that was and i did i was grinding and out on the sideline producing myself in the scorching humid heat and
1: waves are uh, good for that too
2: yeah waves were good yeah and that was fun to be yeah. back on the front lines so fun. and i was hanging out with todd klein in japan
1: <laughs> oh, he's a celebrity.
0: He's Todd Crine? He's yeah. big. Yeah. And Todd Crine.
2: But um, but yeah. So now I'm kind of just I work a lot outside. So did you work
1: history. for the WSL too, or no?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I've never worked. I I I've never worked with them. Okay. Yeah.
1: Did you do some WSL events commentating?
2: No. 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 Um, you know, there was like that transition period where we were still running the Hurley Pro. Yeah and they were just kind of transitioning in. But yeah, since they came on, I just kind of kind of went a different direction. So now I do, I still do tons of live events, mm-hmm. um, well, live broadcasts, but I do, you know, do tour, skateboarding, I do winter do tour, which is snowboarding and skiing. I do Nitro World Games, which is rally cross and freestyle motocross, and I do flat track motorcycle racing with rolling Sands. And um, what else? I did some Spartan racing for a couple of years. We do that live. Um,
1: What's Spartan racing?
2: It's like outdoor adventure racing
1: on vehicles no, just or running. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, like op- obstacle
2: course racing. Okay. Yeah, so did that the last year, years, and and we do shows on NBC. And um, you know, it's funny because it's all the same. as surfing. It's just different industries. I was just gonna
0: say, how, how hard do you have to like dive into the sport and the I just athletes? Love, and, like, like, I got
2: to a point in my career where, when the whole Hurley thing and WSL was coming, I was like, well, what do I love about my career? Like, what I do? Because I truly love my job, and that's one thing that like surfing taught me is that you can be passionate about something and get paid to do it. And that's where I transitioned into producing. Was like I love storytelling, and I can get paid to do it. And um, so now that's I just kind of like narrowed it down to like I love sports and storytelling. Like it's that simple. Yeah. And then I love doing live broadcasting because it's just like so much fun. And you have to there's so much preparation, and when it's go time, like. You better be ready. You like but you're on the lines. <laughs> you're seeing action.
0: That's what's cool too. Is like yeah. you never know what the story's going to unfold right in front of your eyes. And yeah. you're there to commentate on it. Yeah, so
1: you're fun. a producer now. Yeah. Okay. Content producer.
2: Yeah. Okay. And, and live broadcast producer. So like last week I was just in a truck for four days straight doing all the events for for Tour. So I'm, I'm often like the only woman in the truck, like sitting in the front row with all the dudes. And... Then what we do is we turn around and, and make a TV show for NBC. So this Saturday, there will be a so take show us, that airs. So
1: take us through what a producer does. Like, you're kind of in charge of the cameras, you're in charge of... That's
2: more of the director. Okay. But like, I sit right next to the director. And we're in charge of like, all the prep going into a live broadcast. So... Um, I often prep a lot of the talent. So with research and talking points and... Yeah. Um, and the, the theme of the show and the theme of the show, what you're going to talk the about. Content, yeah. like this last due tour, we really made it about the women of due tour. So we were really like celebrating the, the women and, and how far they've come and the progression and all that. And so we had all these pieces like with some of the guys and the women talking about you know, the, the progression of women. And it was just pushing that forward or yeah. we have like a modified super pipe that Danny Davis makes that's a little bit different than your regular super pipe yeah. so it's like him talking about um, creativity and yeah. in competition and how, how fun that is how cool and fun is that job
0: yeah. but just getting a different perspective too from like the athlete side yeah. you know like you said setting it up and teeing them off and giving them a description of what goes through their mind just kind of like yeah. you know giving them the, the, so the, we really
2: work on everything from like the features that's cool and to like what's what we also do interviews while we're doing live. We have a features producer who like we've had meetings with who's interviewing like Scotty James after he wins, you know, so that we can put that into the TV show. And all yeah. that. And like thinking about next year's packages and yeah. features and teasers and all that.
1: So tell us about the Vans uh, Stab. Oh, yeah. Show. <laughs> and this worked
2: in surfing last.
1: <laughs> honestly, one of the best things on the internet yeah like one of the best shows have you yeah. watched it yeah yes yeah, like so that was the pick, the, the, the content up. in that and the topics and the, the people conspiracy theories it's just fun <laughs> it, you know no, like you
2: know what the, the pickup was super like Sam McIntosh called me and he was like hey I want you to work on this thing and usually do tours in December and I would have said no, but it got moved February and I was like, dude, I'm free. Like, let's do this. Yeah. So So he approached you. Yeah. So it was all in November, December and it was two episodes a week and um, they had never done anything like that before, you know? Yeah. And uh, Sam was like super nervous like a few days before I was leaving and he's like, hey, I just want to make sure you know I'm not going to be there the whole time. You realize this, right? And I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, you think you can handle it? I was like, Sam. Got this. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: like, so, what did you
2: think I thought? <laughs>
1: let me ask you this. So the pickup, right? Uh, and Sam, who's who came up with the, the show idea and all that?
2: Sam. Sam. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. And, and the boys over there. Um, they have been doing a version of that in the past, but this is the first time, like their version was just like little Instagram stories and stuff. But, you know, he's a he's a mad genius. I, yeah. I love Sam. He's, like, one of the smartest guys in surfing. And um, he always comes up with these crazy ideas. And even if he, like, doesn't know how to execute it, he'll find the right people to, yeah. to help him execute. And um, Mikey Saramilla, I love. Like He's he, the one
1: that does the board reviews. Con- and He
2: did our, yeah. yeah. And he did our conspiracy theory. Yeah, he's he, the one that... <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I've... It was just really Guy cool. Guy surfs that, good, too, yeah, right? Yeah, surfs really good. It was really cool to, like, meet all these guys. Because like, I knew I know Sam from way back, like, when he was good friends with Taj. But, like, I didn't really know any of these other guys. And to see their work ethic and, um, like, especially, like, Mikey. and um, We have another Sam who's one of the editors. And, and, and just watching them kind of step it up, you know, and and bring all this to life. And, you know, it's kind of helping it all. Helping make it all happen and but seeing mikey like put his like acting hat on and have this like alter ego and we had so much fun in that conspiracy yeah. room that was like and then the set like sam's brings in his friend from australia who does like painted all yellow he does like big yeah commercial jobs yeah. you know like he's it looked
1: odd top. at first but then you're like it's kind of funny
0: yeah, it's kind of so
2: so cool the only the set.
1: only complaint i have is that french girl was hard to understand <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was Sam. McAdams. But then, but crazy. then there's a uh, you know subtitles, but you know like.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: otherwise, I was like, this is a smart yeah. freaking fun thing to watch. There were
2: absolutely rules, which is really fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, and to to not take well, that, surfing too seriously, because and to have like that fresh perspective um, and unfiltered view. That, yeah. That's that part was like. Well,
0: it's of the guess, like you know like Nathan Fletcher, you, you know, some guys you don't want to filter, or you, you kind of want them to speak their mind and get, like, good content and, yeah. you know, you just
2: And it was good, too, for Vans to kind of see, like, who <laughs>
1: Vans can't do no wrong right now
2: It's like, who on their team can, like do good <laughs> Amber's <laughs> killing the dog <laughs> Who on their team, like, can, can make it happen on, on, uh in a situation like that, and he kind of could. It was fun to watch that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like Harry Bryant, that guy. Is yeah, amazing. he, he was actually.
1: He actually the the you can't judge a book by the cover. No. You know, like when you look at him, he looks like stoner. Yeah. Like inarticulate. Yeah. You're yeah. like, whoa, he's actually pretty funny. Yeah. He seems pretty smart. Yeah. yeah.
2: Same with Nate Florence. Nate Florence is really articulate and smart.
1: Yeah. 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 And even Dane, like, you know, on that show, he was particularly, you know, funny and, yeah. and, and, and fun to watch. Definitely. So. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to see much of him. And, you know,
0: when you do, it's usually probably his yeah. own version versus, sure. you know, what he wants to put out yeah. versus and what people are going to put Tudor, out. Tudor. Like, Tudor was Tudor's hilarious funny. on yeah.
1: that. My mom
2: didn't. He, he's, <laughs> he, he,
0: he's talkative.
2: Yeah. He's very opinionated, and I think, you know, if you think about the NBA, and you, you have Charles Barkley, you have Shaquille O'Neal, you have all these characters, and they're allowed to have opinions, and they're allowed to say things, and right now, like, the, the WSL has kind of become kind of vanilla over oh, the Oh,
0: we talk time. about it all the time, yeah.
2: So it's like, it's so refreshing for... All the surf fans yeah. to actually have like a little inside baseball show with yeah. an opinion and like these personalities yeah. saying things that nobody's really allowed to say on the WSL. You know? Are they
1: going to keep that going too, or?
2: Yeah, they want to. Yeah. You know, there's talks. um I worked with them on Stab High as well, and they're they're getting ready to do another one of those. Um, in, Australia. In, yeah, in Australia. yeah, in Australia,
1: and then. Urban surf or whatever. Like
2: bands was so pumped on. Them. Yeah. Pick up turned out that they're just. Yeah. On I, it.
1: Honestly, I'd love to see. Uh,
2: they wanted to do a, a series. Yeah, they wanted to try and make it a weekly, which eventually it, yeah. it might be that. I think they're gonna maybe do something around U.S. Open, but yeah,
0: they, um, they definitely need, like you said, it's kind of vanilla and watered down, and you know, competition's serious, you know, and guys take it serious in the in the water, and that's kind of what you see, and you get kind of a wrong impression of some yeah. of the guys, well, and yeah. then you don't see like the. The, the work they put into it prior to, like, the down days. The event runs for, like, 10-day window or 12 yeah. days. Yeah. You got four days running the event. Like, throw a few other days of, you know, what are these guys doing in the off time? Yeah. Really promote the town, the city, like, these guys' training sessions on yeah. the off. You know, really get into, like, the personality side of, like, yeah, I want to be there with them. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to watch them put on a jersey and then they're gone. And, and you honestly, know, like... That's I, where I
1: think they need to... I'm not trying to say the WSL is perfect. But it's but good. I love it. You know, I love the product that they put out. Yeah. I mean, all I care about is seeing heats. Yeah. And and hopefully there's really amazing waves. Cause yeah. let the surfing do the talking. Yeah. You know? And yes, have you know honest commentating, but who cares? You know yeah. what I mean? Like but let it be, a thing you could do let is- it be vanilla and let let interesting stuff on the side like Stab can do yeah. or Vans can do or you know Beach Grit whoever yeah. come up with funny things to place around it yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah.
2: everybody's reading that stuff anyways because everybody's they're dying for it yeah. you know? yeah. what do you guys talk about when you see your friends after like some crazy heat or some controversial thing has happened like Gabe drops in on somebody and plays dirty in heat like <laughs> yeah. you know or like the Michael gets eaten by a shark yeah. so yeah. like oh Boy, something's splashing out there. I'm not sure what it is. And uh, it's like We
0: know exactly what it is. And we're
2: all going, Nick just died. That, oh, gnarly. Gnarly.
1: that was gnarly.
2: But yeah,
0: I mean there's uh, there's just a, a lot of but content to be had. Got, yeah. like, lots and of I like to
2: go back to the NBA halftime no. show. I go back to the Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. Yeah. You know, you gotta love it. And our sport needs a so little bit good. of
0: that. Yeah, you know? for sure. I think uh, late night with jockey could be that perfect <laughs> combo.
1: It already is. But, um, but it's funny, you know, Red Bull's putting out really good content. You got, that stab was really good. Um, gosh, who else? I, I don't know. It, it's like surfing is at its most uh, popular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's way more people surfing, right? In, in, the, in the water all over yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, there's so much stuff happening. The WSL's gotten a lot better, right? Mm. Way more view, viewership. They're producing way more content. They, yeah. They've got their own, you know, Yeah, stream. Ever since Eric Logan got in there, they've
2: definitely, yeah. like, been going. They've got
1: the their right own direction. podcast. They've got a lot of things yeah. going, yeah. you know. But we still need, like you said, more yeah. color yeah. And being produced by other people, yeah. right?
0: And not necessarily, I, mean, I don't mean just necessarily the top 32. I just mean in general, like like you said, these one-off events and, you know, the Stab High, you know, and the class, just yeah. more of everything. You know, there's so much diversity in surf. You got, like, we always talk about it. It's not just a, you surf, you're a surfer. There's, you know, your head surfer. There's your weekend warrior surfer. There's your, like, you know, executive surfer that's, you know, going golf. You know, like, there's yeah. all these different layers within surfing. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to, you can't just... My next door
2: neighbor is a like lawyer and he's probably like sixty two or something, and uh, he reads *Stab* every day. Like, <laughs> right. He's like a full groupie. He's yeah. like he's probably listening to this this podcast. Like he loves it. Like he's so into it. And um, I'm sure he's listening to this podcast. He probably is. <laughs> but um, you know, it's funny just the diversity of people who are that that want to read this stuff, yeah. and Listen to this stuff because they love. The sport yeah you know, they do the sport. Well, there's so we much
1: so, like there's so much going on and moving forward you know with like the Olympics mm-hmm. right wave pools uh there's so many things that are bringing it to the surface of of mainstream mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so do you, do you follow
0: like the tour are you still passionate about like yeah, you know your uh, friend I'm sure you still have
2: I the same What's up ne- with Stephanie? Is she gonna? The same neighbor we have like a fantasy surfing okay, thing so in our like neighborhood out, that awesome. we do like a draft and everything. So that kind of I'm not gonna lie, but that it's and being like Steph being one of my really good friends are the two things that like kind of keep me.
0: Fantasy interested is the best. Yeah.
2: In surfing. Yeah. I won this year, by the way. Did you? Yeah. Congrats. I put, a, I put a team together of people that I never want to see win. I just went against like my emotions. Isn't that, isn't that the hardest? I won.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah see I, yeah. I I
2: won't say he was on my team but. no but I, I get so
0: that's why it sucks so bad this year is because I
2: always pick off emotions I'm yeah. like
0: I want this guy to win because he surfs so good and I admire him and I think he's like he should win and yeah. then I'm like but he's not I'm going to pick this other guy because he's yeah. just a yeah, I'm, the worst, it. I'm <laughs> the worst at I'm the
1: worst at Fantasy Surfer yeah. but the first year I joined uh, Fantasy Kooks as our league yeah I See, went... we do
2: ours on Fantasizer. I don't know. It's some, like, they have, like, the Bachelorette. You can, like, make your own oh, wow. fantasy uh, surfing, fantasy Bachelorette Oh, uh, I don't show, know. We're like... My neighbor puts it all together, and it's, like, the most epic thing because it's right. totally disconnected from it,
0: the do other Do you stuff. guys wager? Do you guys put some money on it? I mean. Got to. Yeah.
1: There might be more beers outside Fridge.
0: <laughs> that better be or I'm out of here. Yeah. Cutting this interview short.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it's it's... It's rad to see surfing progress and get more popular. Obviously, for selfish reasons, you know, we're yeah. b- because we're both reps and stuff. But it's still, it's weird but it's because
2: weird I feel like the surf industry is, is struggling. The worst it's ever been since I've been into the sport. Like I feel like it's always been up yes. up up up, and right now, like say. Natasha and Dirk Ziff decide to fold their wallet up, wallet up and put it back in their pocket. Like, what would that's even scary happen part. to the tour? Yeah, yeah. It, like, the brands can't sustain we'll it. We'll just
0: get another billionaire that's a fan <laughs> of surfing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's another Ziff
0: out there.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, that, and that's some of my questions I had here too. Like you know, you knew how hard it was to go through those amateur rankings and you know, aspire to be a pro and you know hopefully you get that contract you know now endorsement you're
2: saying, like everybody get cut and you're like what's And that you thing? know just By the yeah. way, I have a prediction really quick. Oh, it's true. John John will sign with Patagonia for like $600,000 less like way less than yeah, than ever and do it just because he believes that that's the right thing yeah. to do. So that's my I'm just throwing that out there.
0: Well, I I'm right on your page. I think they'll pay him a lot more than that, but um, I don't know
2: the highest paid athlete they have right now is 500k.
0: Yeah. But um, Who is it?
2: Some rock climber or
0: something mm. like that. So, I said Vans 100%. They're the only one that They'd could be probably smart afford to it. Do it. Patagonia and See,
2: he believes in that Patagonia but, but vibes. But
0: because of I know how he is and how he, you know, presents and how he feels about the industry and himself. And, the environment. and I said, outer known. If Kelly was half-ass smart, he would give up some of the salary and give him a little piece to have that legacy really. Okay, I'm going Patagonia. Go. Yeah. yeah.
2: What
0: do you say? I, I say bands are Patagonia, and there's a, I mean, a, a small outside chance for one percent. Do you see some of these projects he's doing
2: with the sailboat and stuff? I yeah. Patagonia, hundred percent. He's so into the environment and, yeah. and raising awareness for like yeah. what's happening with the coral reefs and all I, that stuff.
0: I, Patagonia for sure because hey, outer known about I'm for people on Planet Two, babe. But, but I'm just Come saying, on. You know, If I was <laughs> outer known, you know, Kelly's on his, you know, let's just say, you know, you know, who, who can we invest in? in I know like, no he, you cut this part out. He's like, fucking Larson. <laughs> Um, no, I just—I mean, as a fan, I—I I, I hope he would keep. You know, I think he would keep it. and Do you think he would just pull the plug on Hurley without
1: having something already lined up? He did. He did. But I know. But there's—you you don't. You think he had something already and just—I I don't know. Hasn't man. launched it. I think he just. No,
2: that whole thing.
1: I mean, we should probably get it get into it off. Yeah. Oh no. Right, no. Now. now. I mean, we... if if we got something to say, let's
0: say it. No, it's just no. kind of crazy. How it's all so
2: crazy. That they're just yeah. looking for any type of loophole in the contracts. Yeah. And Felipe Toledo came out unscathed because he's not going to the Olympics. And you know the whole deal with the Olympics is you have to have a sticker on your board six months prior to going to the Olympics, glassed underneath the, the glass. So Gabriel Medina, they've been putting his boards out for you know at least six months. On the shelf, you can buy it with all of his logos laminated underneath. So it has to be for sale to the public for six months prior to the Olympics. If it's not, you can't have a logo on your board. So that's what happened with like John John, for instance. He doesn't have his boards for sale with all his logos laminated on his boards. So when he goes to the Olympics, wait, they're going to... Hold on. Gonna, he's a breaching contract.
1: Hold on a second. You're saying to be in the Olympics with a logo on your board, you have to have all your logos on a board for sale to the consumer?
2: Yep. For Minimum six months prior to the Olympics. It's a rule. So the why IOC, So why didn't he do that? The International Olympic Committee. is a rule.
1: I don't even understand this.
2: It's a rule. Look, think about snowboarding. Think about Sean White. Think about what was on his board. Think about, you know.
1: But were they selling a Burton snowboard with a Volcom sticker on it?
2: I don't think he had Volcom on his board. If he did in the Olympics, then yes, that board was for sale to the consumer six months but what,
1: prior. Okay. The s- Gabo Medina, rip curl, the Oi thing, whatever. All of it. Audi to sell to the public though. Yep. Do you know well, what I'm saying? It's he,
0: weird. He's not taking his stickers off when he's getting done with his, his boards. boards anyways. Are no, underneath. I'm.
2: Anyways, do you know he Also, he gets new boards at every event he goes to, and then he, he never just leaves them there. He... No way. Yeah. He doesn't travel with a board bag. They get shipped to every event. And, and they're he just all new, board? new boards. Wow, and then that's he just crazy. Them there and there moves on good it's the weirdest thing ever okay that's but awesome. yes this rule about really? the IOC is is the real deal so what the people that bought Hurley are saying is if you show up to the Olympics without your sticker on your board you're in breach of contract so they basically offered him to like here's a deal you can get out of it now or else you're going to get dumped um, the Olympics for not having a sticker on your board
0: so why wasn't he selling why the, wasn't he selling funny. his
1: board why wasn't he
0: s-
2: they just didn't Zell on them to get ahead of it mm. a lot of people didn't know that rule medina's i knew
1: i'm confused
2: on that so, well, would rule well you would think the
0: u.s team would have hey you guys we don't know who's on it but this is
1: the rules like that's kind of a yeah that's crazy yeah so i see a lot of uh, blank boards in
2: the olympics so that's
1: why kelly's surfing the olympics because john john's not in
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not serving the Olympics.
1: I know he's not. I'm no. just saying, John John doesn't have a sponsor, so
2: he'll still go. I think, I think the Olympics are going to be a really good opportunity for for the Americans. Yeah, you know, like especially for the like industry,
1: for the John sport, for the culture. And
2: Carissa, for example, who just lost their sponsors. Yeah, you know, Chris is taking the year off. I don't know if Chris is listening to this podcast or not, but if I were her. I would be working with a PR agency, I would be doing media training, I would be figuring out what my story is and how I can make my story interesting to the masses, because you know she's going to get bombarded by Good Morning America, Today Show, whatever, and you know what they're going to ask her. Oh, Calabunga, dude, like surf stuff, like all these super lame surf questions, so if I were her, I would be focusing in on like how can I make a bigger impact yeah. to the masses and that's... and my story dialed in and get more press and maybe get some mainstream sponsors. Yeah. And like you and know.
1: That's a great point. Weedy, that you're making right there. Cuz oftentimes that's what happens, yeah. right? Yeah. And like you come
2: and go poof. Yeah. So you have to really take advantage of those times you're going to be on yeah. Jimmy Kimmel if you win gold you're going to be on all the late night shows you're going to yeah. be on all the morning shows you're going to be everywhere. everywhere and
1: and it's unfortunate but you know and it's not really the news people's fault maybe it is is a stereotype that yeah. person or that culture or that sport it totally and like you said it's like hey cowabunga how how are the waves today? Yeah. Was it overhead? Right. Was are it barreling?
2: Those like lame like exercise surfboard things. And maybe... Oh no, my god! Yeah. This is all gonna happen. But...
0: Can you demonstrate on our studio floor like how you <laughs> drop in and they have the? <laughs> the
2: skateboarders are gonna have to go through the same thing, but <laughs> the if there are some smart athletes out there, they will take advantage of this yeah. situation yeah. and really use it for their own. Well, know, that
0: well,
1: well We'll tag carissa We'll tag John. John. We'll make sure they listen to the podcast and listen to Jody Nelson's (laughs) advice. Yeah, one hundred and one. Interviewing for dummies. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think they need to
0: talk about their regimen, their 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 diet, their health, who they came from, their culture, like like, you you know, like
2: who's watching those shows and how can you be interesting to those people and gain more fans? Yeah, sport of surfing and and like be more interesting. Yeah. To the people on the other side yeah. of the screen, because they the are inspirational and aspirational. It, yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Like in, in and and those two people are yeah. inspirational and yeah. aspirational. And so,
2: like for John, him talking about all the stuff that he's doing for the you know conserving the ocean and and the reefs and all that, like
0: yeah, you know I mean you hammer it.
2: And plastic and like getting those those messages across yeah. about our ocean and how we need to take care of it and not using single use plastics, like. These athletes are going to have such a huge sounding board that they really need to like think about that. Yeah, you
1: know? and seize it, yep. uh, seize the moment, and make it make it useful. Yeah, right. And yeah. get that Sprite commercial and that
0: Wheaties box that and get Visa like Target, all of it. Like you know, like and that goes back to your, your PR and marketing and and getting. So why didn't you paid?
1: You would make an awesome asian,
2: asian. <laughs> i don't know i just maybe that's it was the, the so, like the money part i'm not like that into the money part like i love telling stories that's what i love doing i love inspiring people that are watching the content i like making a difference in people's lives and you know a lot of people are watching these shows they're like maybe depressed or they're they don't know what they're passionate about and they they just live maybe like boring miserable lives and it's like how can you make an impact to people on the other side of the screen watching this content and that's kind of change their mindset and and it's not
0: yeah like you're going to turn those people sitting on the couch that might be in their 30s or 40s like they're going to go aspire to be a pro snowboarder or surfer but just maybe getting them outdoors and being like yeah try surfing just yeah just motivating themselves to be you know healthier and more positive and yeah you know, and it's just and
2: like everything that I, a lot of what the content I produce is like risk versus reward, you know? And how do you know if you're capable of doing something if you never try? And people can take... Yeah, Lennon, how are you
0: ever going to take off an overhead wave <laughs> if you don't do this big wave training? Come on. I've tried I, it. I gouge it I can't do it. it. I'll take a zero. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you've, been,
0: you've been pretty impressive taking off on a couple overhead waves lately, though. Go on, dude. Go on. Go, Go on. on Pump me up, bro. Oh <laughs> so, what else? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. what a, I mean, what other hobbies do you do? Like, is there anything? I know you, I don't you want look, to get
2: to talking in the like hydrofoiling, I, but yeah. That's foil. You, what that's to, that's what up. took over your. Two years ago, it took over my life. And you know what? It made me feel like I was 12 years old again learning how to surf. And I still get that, like, oh, I've never seen a female hydrofoiler before. <laughs> I'm like, what, am I 12 again? Like, come on. Yeah. And then, like, if there's two of us, wow, two female hydrofoilers. What the heck? so weird, huh? But, uh, yeah, I love it. It's super fun. But I love surfing still. And I did, like, this thing where I did hydrofoiling for six months straight, and it completely ruined my surfing yeah. Just asked Danny Nichols one day, him and Courtney were out at a secret spot. And I was on my um, self-top because I couldn't even really get it to my feet on a normal surfboard. And it was <laughs> pumping. It was so pumping? I'll never, I'll never let that happen again. So now yeah. I'm like, I'm let myself have like two or three foil sessions before I have to surf again. So yeah, mix it to out, Balance it out. Yeah. Well, but I love it. It's so much fun.
0: That's Yeah, it looks fun. I, I've tried it once.
1: Have you course. surfed wave pools yet?
2: No. To be honest, I've been to Kelly's, but it was like, Steph invited me up there for that first team yeah, event. Yeah, I saw then you. And I went to, yeah, that's right. And then I went to uh, Waco for Stab High. And, you know, I just kind of... Too went, crowded. Yeah, I'd rather go back when like, it's just like... Right. close
0: yeah in close that hit. in that spotlight like okay here's your two waves jody rip now all eyes on you
2: the good thing about Waco is it's not as like intense like you know kelly's pool well because yeah. there's it's like one person because there's
0: not a, a wipeout, and you got to f- stew about it for five minutes yeah. it's like it's just boom 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 yeah. boom
2: boom but like, i'm about it like i'm all about it i think it's great um I yeah mean, isn't it mike parsons pat o'connell made you myself they're much older than me but um, one time we got paid <laughs> by like Budweiser, or I don't remember who it was, to go to Mandalay Bay when that wave opened, and we had to like surf it. Um, oh, so Is it any sea, good? That's not even a wave. <laughs> oh god, it it's not so even that a sea, wave. Like, and it
0: washed out the chairs and the beach because yeah, they like didn't yeah. know how like how big to make it.
2: Or who was the sponsor? It was uh, Foster's. Foster's. Yeah. Sponsors. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So that's the only wave pool i really surfed. Wow. To be honest, but. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's great for the industry. you got to
1: tell Stephanie the next time there's an event. She's got to bring you along. I
2: know.
1: I know. Stamps has surfed it with... Uh, uh, surfed
2: it like a million times. A freaking bastard. I know.
1: And then... Um, you work
2: for the people. You should be up there every week. I've gotten
1: a couple times. I've gotten a couple times. And, times. and he's yet? gotten hurt up there a couple times. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Got stitches. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It almost sliced my cheek in half. Wow. <laughs> that
0: sounds
1: fun. He wipes out quite often. But let's talk about the wave pool. How amazing is that place?
2: It's pretty cool. It's I pretty mean,
1: insane. Larson still hasn't been to it, but like you
2: I've been to it and I guess, okay, like I know you're really hyped on it, but um, watching... A, he has to be. Watching a no, he's really hyped there, on it. like is really the most, it's like watching paint dry.
1: It's hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because every wave is exactly the same. That's one thing I loved about Waco is every every wave is different. It's spontaneous and it's more like the ocean a little bit, you yeah. know. Yeah. And um, I mean, those wave pool competitions really take a huge element out of the equation of yeah. what surfers are, what we've been dealing with our whole lives. But yeah, the Kelly one, the Lemoore one, it's just like exact same. But, you know...
1: It's a perfect fucking wave. I
2: mean, I'd, I'd
1: be... Lo- I'm You'd to love, love to surf it. it. I'm
2: never going to get to surf it now. But.
1: No, you'll get to surf it. I'm sure you will. Yeah, you're... Uh, you're a big-time producer. A picture, Come There's on. a picture of you outside. Of, you know, <laughs> With an with a <laughs> X across it. Yeah. Do not let this person
0: in. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, it, it looks fun to surf, but I, I don't love watching but it.
0: But you know, you know cool. when you're a surfer, and oh, you got to be a well rounded surfer. You got to be able to surf the two foot, yeah. you got to surf the point break, you got to go charge in Hawaii. Now you have to add a wave pull element to that, like, yeah. you know, that mix. And I
2: think they don't know how to judge it either. I also no. think that, like, so that last one, they, they didn't judge until, like, the end of the day or the end of the round something like that they should just not even watch it live and just re-watch everything and then do it in in another sitting like as opposed i don't know i just think it's weird i also think that it needs to be um the the style inside the barrel needs to be judged the depth inside the barrel because what they do what they're doing is they just like oh the person's in the barrel that's a long barrel but you watch the person inside as the absolute ugliest style you've ever seen in your life and they should be getting deducted points you know like what is Is speed, power, flow like yeah if Mason Ho was on that he would be doing like eight
0: different like one footed floaters style inside the
2: barrel needs to be judged (laughs) in that contest
1: I
0: I agree honestly
2: honestly
1: I think contests in a way full shouldn't happen honestly
2: I think for the Olympics
1: for the Olympics, I think
2: it's perfect for the Olympics. Yes, that's what,
1: really exactly I was going to say. And the way they should judge it is like, hey, you get three waves, just like X Games or mm-hmm. the way they judge three, skateboarding.
2: Three runs, top three Three run runs, yeah. yeah.
1: That way, it's not so like monotonous, and yeah. you just keep you know going yeah. and going and going. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you have three waves, don't blow it. Yeah, yeah. and I then th- I, I think it's almost they need
0: wake out and Slater's wave at the same, same arena, you know, and, and then you could be like, Hey, you know, you're going to do a couple waves here and a couple waves, you know, just, or be able to mix it up because it's like, Three waves are the same. You fell on those two, so we're only going to take the one that you didn't fall on. But, yeah. You know, like, it gets that critical. It's like, yeah. oh, no, those ones all look the same. I will
2: say watching the women progress back backside barrel riding was, like, really cool to see. Dude, like, I how, can't was, even, I how can, was... I still can't get barreled in my backhand. Me either. Like either. But watching the women, like, figure it out and progress in a cool situation.
1: Pulling in backside and yeah. coming out of those things with her style yeah. was... I was like, I want to surf like Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> the way she was like swooping in, then yeah. grabbing rail and coming out and like soul arching out of it. Yeah. You're like, what the
2: fuck? What? But a- well, you did see how like that repetition and and being able to to have that practice on the same canvas like, oh, yeah. really benefited. It's
0: cool. That. It's a it's oh. a it's a cool new element. It's not going to change everything. No. It's just going add.
1: Josh Kerr's daughter learned how to do a full rotation in one day.
2: Yeah, they were really I mean, come on! Ladybirds up yeah. in Waco. It was so amazing to see. I can't wait to see them in, in Melbourne. That pool looks it, pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I looked at Waco and I'm like, for sure, they're going to redo this on like three times the scale yeah. and just be game changer. Yeah. You know, like, it's, and Powerful. There's, already, like, and there's something fit.
2: opening up in New York or New Jersey. Like, everywhere. Well, like there's popping up everywhere. Palm Springs.
1: Two, Two in Palm Springs, Kalani, and then Josh Kerr has one. Damian Hobgen and Josh Kerr is part of one. Kalani and somebody else is know. part of. Sean Neff is part of. And now I one. just
2: heard Brian Kalana is trying to get one on the west side of Oahu. What? Yeah.
1: Where there's already waves. I know. Not all your.
2: That I think is unnecessary, but yeah. Palm Springs seems cool you got oh.
1: yeah. I mean so how many times have you been in Palm Springs like so loving it out
2: there.
1: Yeah, yeah loving it it's yeah. hot Drinks, you see la- Palm lazy river
0: and it's just you know some oh. good content like you, you feel like
1: you're in Cabo right yeah. it's hot you all these deserts and you know you're a cactus and you're like fuck the only thing missing is an ocean Yeah, yeah. you know some, some tasty waves and I'm fine this guys. guy doesn't like going anywhere outside the I beach I know
2: my gills kind of yeah.
1: dry up yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, he's always trying to get me to mammoth, but you'll right. do mammoth, right? I'll do mammoth.
0: He's yeah. yeah, being outdoors and mountains. So mountain what
1: mountain. else do you do? Snowboard, yoga. What's what's your yeah? What's Snowboard? your secret?
2: I have to say, like when hydrofoiling came around, I like that's all I care about. Like I was like doing whatever, not CrossFit. I wasn't even CrossFit. But I was doing what do you call that? Like, Pilates training. Pilates. I was doing Pilates for a long time, but. What do you call that kind of training? Cross CrossFit. Cross. It's train. not CrossFit though. It's like circuit, high circuit High intensity. Training. Training. Oh, training. Training. I was doing that a lot, and you know, because I was like, oh, well, I'm just surfing. I need to, and I do like bar or Pilates and stuff like that. But then, once I got addicted to hydrofoiling, it was such a gnarly workout, and you just I paddle a ton because I never really got into like the big wings where people like you can connect all the waves. Yeah. So I just, I ride it. Is it that I love fun? carving. Yes. It's so much fun.
0: It's very challenging and it's it's, it's weird. Like the, okay. the time I did it, it, was like. Look,
2: there's people that foil and then there's quitters. Like, Ray are <laughs> here is probably a quitter. Chad Wells, if you're listening, he's a quitter. There's quite a few yeah. quitters out there. And then there's the people you see. And then a lot of times it's just like anything else. else. Everybody's like getting really into it and then they're like. Realizing see, I, they're surfing and then they get back to surfing. But see,
0: like, I'm waiting for those quitters so I could actually get a really good deal on one of those because I can't afford <laughs> Just that call sport. <laughs> yeah, anybody's got
1: one for sale, I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. If anyone has for borrow, I'll try it out.
2: <laughs> but it's super scary and intimidating, and I love a challenge. Like if you guys know me by now, like the Catalina paddle, like I'm not afraid of doing. We hard
1: forgot things. to talk about all that stuff all well, you're yeah, like well
2: cause we have to talk about it cause the Adler Paddler the 10th animal up. is coming up yeah. we're also getting ready I'm just getting ready to celebrate the whole paddle that I did from Catalina and the Ellen show and all that kind of stuff we'll yeah try and do a re-release of Larry the Whale t-shirts um, this next month and awesome yeah uh, march 15th is the adler paddler 10th annual and
1: thank you for always yeah. putting that thank together guys, yeah, yeah we're gonna get adler. a box together for sure yeah,
0: yeah
2: no this year we we're almost done with the poster art and um i was just like dude it's been 10 years like i just the poster art just says adler 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 so so, I like, so everybody had, i think the shirts are yeah. just gonna say Adler.
0: but we gotta tell everybody you know steve adler was a good friend of you know Ours. Everybody. I mean, everybody that knew him. I mean, he He was... He
2: started a glass shop when he was 18. Yeah.
0: Incredible dude. And uh, he left us too young, but... The um, surfboard factory. Yeah, surfboard factory, which everybody had a board with a little flower on the the tail block. You know, that was his. Yeah. Um, But um, yeah, I can't believe it's been 10 years. I
2: know. And if he was here, he'd be on your podcast and he'd be drinking beer with us. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like one of my best friends he's the one of the most amazing humans yeah ever yeah so like I, I just was texting with his son last night Clark and and then his mom like they're always like thank you so much thank you so much it's like look this is not like a burden to me it's my pleasure to like have this event every year and yeah we lost Steve too early but because mm-hmm. you know when Steve passed away with the help of the John Ritter Foundation they were able to discover that, this was a genetic disorder that runs in the family. He passed away from a thoracic aortic dissection. And his brother got tested, the rest of the family got tested after he passed away when they put two and two together that their dad passed away from the same thing. And basically his brother's life was saved because of his, Steve's death. So like my whole thing with this event is I lost awareness one of my and, best friends to something that was totally preventable. And so I try and want to, you know, we want to raise awareness to other families to know your genetic health history. Yeah. And, um,
0: because he was on the straight and narrow, he was fit, he well, was working, we like, like he was power on it. It was like such a shock.
2: He had the thing happen in his chest. He was, we were racing and I was like talking shit because I beat him because he had to quit early. And I was like, quitter, ah, I beat you two years in a row. And then, like, he was just like, oh, something hurts in my chest. And, he went to the doctors and they did all the wrong tests because they didn't think that he would have a dissection because it's usually older people that have that. But yeah. it was a genetic disorder. And, and then he passed away, glassing the surfboards at Stamps' Slash shop. But that happened on a Sunday and that was till Thursday. And all week he was going to doctors and getting checked out. And yeah. Yeah. So it's totally preventable. So I do it more for the fact of like helping save other lives because, you know, I don't want his death to go in vain. And, And also, we all really miss him, and and it's a fun, free event. It gets all of us friends, even though I'm a crazy person during the event, but it gets everybody together to hang out and and remember Steve. And and then a lot of people come that don't even know Steve or know the story, so we're just able to spread that that awareness.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, and and all of us, Steve's friends, really appreciate you doing that every year. It's killer. Keep the dream and memory (laughs) alive. Big what job. what other cool like Wait. give backs so you've done? So you started? Did you start paddle with a purpose after?
2: Paddle with purpose.
1: Paddle with purpose. So
2: the way it happened is, I had a friend. Late with... night
1: with Chalky.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Not with the Chalky. Not with
4: the Chalky. <laughs> so uh, yeah,
2: I, I had a friend who was who was battling breast cancer when I did that Catalina paddle. I kind of I was going to chemo with her and stuff. She had five kids and and nice. um, homeschool all her kids and everything. And anyways. I just kind of wanted to do something to like cheer her up and, and also set out to do something that was like big and intimidating and something I probably had a good chance of failing at, which is similar to like, I would assume going through chemotherapy and breast cancer. And she really enjoyed seeing me suffer. I was like, okay, well, this will be fun for her because I'm going to go paddle 40 miles. It's going to take me nine hours or whatever. And she loved it, you know, and, 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 but. But when I was preparing for that paddle, Steve was training with me, and about three weeks before that paddle, he passed away. So there, he was who I started stand up paddling with, and it was like really hard. Like I didn't want to ever get on a stand up paddle board again after like I lost him. But then, you know, I just realized like he would have been so bummed if I would have just quit. So I went ahead, pushed through, did the paddle, and we had, as you guys know, the whale come like two hours into the paddle and like some people were like, Oh, it was Steve. <laughs> um, but whatever it was, you know, I believe like God sent that whale and and my goal was to raise a hundred thousand dollars and everybody thought I was crazy. I was said I was gonna be the first woman to paddle from Catalina to Dana Point, everybody thought I was crazy. I was transitioning from, you know, pro surfer to next phase of my career and my mom and sister were like, You need to get a job. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you doing this? I'm like I have to do this. I don't know why, but something's telling me that I have to do this, and I'm going to do it. So I just listened to that voice and went and did it. And, and when the whale showed up, you know, we, we ended up raising like $150,000. Damn. And so I gave a hundred grand to the to boarding for breast cancer and keep a breast. And then they were like, "Hey, why don't you start your own nonprofit if you're into that? Like, you should take this other chunk and start paddle. You know, start your thing." And then, so I started paddle with purpose and the Adler Paddler is the main event that we do every year but like we've done other things where we do a little more quietly where we'll take like breast cancer patients stand up paddling for free with their families you know get them out on the water and enjoy that or we do programs we've done programs with like inner city kids or autistic kids and just getting people out on the the water Water because that was like Adler loved stand up paddling and I know when he got into it, he was, like, kind of going through some custody stuff with, with his son. And he was, like, super heartbroken. And I swear stand-up paddling saved his life. Because yeah. just, like, getting into a sport and yeah, like changing, I, I, like, his health and everything. He just, it was the one thing that kind of kept him sane.
1: Yeah. It was so, I was so pissed when he passed because he was the most happy and fit. Yeah, that's what I mean. In like, a long he was, time. You know, was and yeah. it was so it. frustrating to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it that gave him a new outlook on life and, you know, something he, he got really passionate. And he in. loved sharing it with yeah, other people. Yeah. He
2: loved teaching other people. And so that's kind of, Paddle with Purpose is kind of like that legacy to to keep his love for the sport and, Just you know, now we just we do the other powder every year. Yeah. So
1: (laughs) so when you when you raise the money, did you just like go to businesses and hey, I'm gonna do this. Can you sponsor me? Is that how you raise the money for what for the
2: when I did the Catalina? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No. So you guys know the story. Like we, I was doing we because I'm a producer. I was producing, like, a few pieces of content because we were going to raise money. And so we were kind of telling the story about, you know, why I was doing the paddle, raising money for breast cancer, and this, that, and the other. And, and so when I had a filmer on the boat, so when we ca- came in, like, the footage went out to, like, all the news, local news. Local news got a hold of it. It went out, went on the national news. We got the front page of Yahoo, and people were just like, I took, like, a... Like, 60, go, like a I took Fundy? a sixty thousand dollar shower one day. Like people were just like so moved by the story that they were just donating anything from one dollar to a thousand dollars. But it was like click 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 click. Like people were just donating nonstop. Dang. And then I did the whole like they wanted me to go to New York and be on the Today Show and all those. But I I didn't really want to do that. So I just got up super early and did all of did them all satellite via satellite from L. A at like three in the morning or whatever it was. And then um and then I went on the Ellen show. And yeah, yeah so all that just that's how we raised the money.
1: That's so cool. it was after. Yeah. After it happened, yeah. people You were doing saw, it saw to you do it. do it and then they donated money for the cause. Yep.
2: And we wow. went on like dateline and all this stuff. Like, awesome. Yeah.
1: That was huge. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It was huge. I mean and getting uh, how many people get on I mean that's huge that you got on Ellen DeGeneres' Yeah, so show. prior to the Because a whale was, paddled up to you. Prior to the
2: event, I was trying to, like, I was talking with Jeremy Piven. I had lunch with him. His dad was a cancer survivor. We were like, let's join forces. You can help us get a little more light on this. Mm-hmm. Rah, rah, rah. And then he kind of, like, we were supposed to just go for a paddle or something and film it and do this interview and stuff. And he kind of flaked out. So the first time the whale showed up, I named him Larry because, like, he was not going anywhere. And I had to, like, talk to him because he would, was just, like, under my board and scaring the crap out of me. And and so I just I started talking to him. But I was like, we don't need Jeremy Piven. We've got Larry the Whale. Because <laughs> I just knew, like, that moment, like, something was happening. Yeah, like, out yeah. Out of my that control. That's
0: special. I mean, just, I mean, It was a phenomenon. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it all goes back to, like, I swear. I know it sounds, like, goofy and whatever, but it's, like listening to that little voice even when like all odds are against you like i had my mom and my sister like you're crazy you have no money you have a you're a single mom and you need to get a job and this and that and i'm like i don't care i'm doing this yeah and i had just come off like an injury i'd broken my foot like in october or whatever and i just was like super stubborn like so what you're ends.
1: saying is good stuff happens after you get hurt yeah. and you just got hurt I did. so something good's gonna happen <laughs> like
2: every 10 years <laughs> getting hurt so getting hurt sucks. Who knows what's gonna happen
1: next but yeah that's awesome
2: yeah
0: anything else like in the in the work? something like adler paddler's coming up Ma- march 15th <laughs> yeah march 15th adler
2: paddler
0: down I've in been wanting in where, long where, beach
2: yeah long beach down like by you just google uh
1: mother's beach
2: well, oh, you Google um, U.S. Sailing Center in Long Beach. Okay. That's the best way. We're going to have In-N-Out burgers coming back this year. And uh, infinity's Sup, uh, Stand-Up Power is donating board. I'm hoping he had like a Super 73 bike or something. Mm. that would be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Did you talk to
1: Garrett and... Uh, Not
2: yet. I haven't talked to anybody.
1: Bill Keller or Team BK is doing how. it, right?
2: And then I hit up the guys at Seager, but I think I scared them away because I like... Got a too excited. I actually
1: texted. I know.
2: He told me you texted yeah, right yeah, after right, yeah. emailing. So, right. like, yeah, we, we, you know, Hurley's been a huge supporter of the other Paddler for yeah. the last 10 years. and
1: Well, Outer Known's going to donate. Yeah. Rick is going to donate. is going to donate. Banks is going to donate. We're
2: looking for t-shirts, but I'm probably to. Oh, someone gonna, to make
1: the t-shirts for it?
2: Yeah, just blanks. But Next Level might donate Nichols. some t-shirts or something. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Because Hurley always gave us T-shirts and the printing and all that, yeah. so um, and that's like a big part of our fundraising is the shirts. But yeah, and we, and we always make really good shirts. I yeah, like to think, so I'm gonna keep that going. but yeah. um, but we'll, we've got a month to figure it out. So,
1: what's the next
0: event or For project? Me? Or yeah, where can people um, check you out on ESPN or well, like this
2: weekend? But Sports, I don't know when this comes out. I guess tomorrow. NBC I have a show coming out on NBC. Yeah. You do. Yeah, from do tour from last weekend. Yep, yeah. and it's the Women of Do tour show, and the show opens really cool, and we had a, a female do the voiceover for it, and it's 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 epic. Are you um, in front of
1: the camera or? No,
2: producing behind. The okay. Camera. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, next up is just yeah, really focusing on other powder, and then prepping for stab high. Sick. Yeah, and then winter do tour or summer do tour. Stab high like in Australia. Off yeah cool and then summer detours coming up in May which is going to be really fun because it's a Olympic qualifier for skateboarding so awesome. that one's going to be super fun yeah and then I'm kind of working on a documentary called Road to Tokyo which is like the whole for Olympics yeah for Sick. skateboarding yeah. yeah for surfing and skateboarding no, or just skateboarding just skateboarding yeah.
1: Huh. yeah why don't you do one for surfing
2: uh no, it's a little more complicated for skateboarding. And it's a little more interesting, I think, hmm. to be honest. It's very... Just, I want to see you do both. It's juxtaposition. I don't yeah. know. I just... I really like thinking about, like, you know, the whole idea of Nija and, and all these... It's, it's so controversial, of, of skateboarding going into the Olympics. And, yeah. Um, it's really cool, like, talking to guys like Mike Vallele and... And Chad Muska and stuff. It's Valhalla. <laughs> he, did, he did correct. I used to be on the same team with him on Fender. It's funny. Mike V. Mike how about V. That? Yeah. Um, yeah, so talking with them about their thoughts on skateboarding going to the Olympics and Muska and stuff. It's really cool to hear their take. Yeah. Their, their take. Because they're actually really supportive. And I think it's going to be one of those things if, if people make it. It's going to be cool. And if they don't make it, they'll be like, oh, it's stupid anyways. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, skateboarding is, if people like gymnastics, they're going to love skateboarding. It is freaking gymnastics. All
2: I got to say is there's like 12-year-old girls in the park that are like crushing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. And I think there's going to be like double threats in the future where like Sky and Brown skate. and yeah. Sierra Kerr, they're going to be like. Killing it in these wave pools and then going to the park and, like, winning gold medals. That, There's going to be a whole other generation that could, of, like, Sean yeah. White. Yeah. That could happen, for oh, sure. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, that whole... It's funny. We, we we bring this up. The whole Rick Kane thing could be a thing. <laughs> it
2: could be.
1: Someday down the line, it, it could... could like, there could be yeah. somebody from Iowa that could be world champion. Yeah. I mean, you look at...
0: The best purpose, Lisa Anderson and Kelly Slater and the Lopez oh, yeah, brothers and Hobie. Like that's pretty Iowa. much like wave pool material right there and they <laughs> I mean they at I mean at age 11 those guys were traveling anyways. Yeah. Catching real yeah. waves, but yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty cool. So,
1: yeah. Gosh, we covered a lot. I know. I love um, it. Um Jody, what else did you it. want to I don't know is this I
0: think we covered kind of we didn't go we have this uh kind of list of questions but we don't really go in order we just let you kind of flow yeah we flowed quite a bit
1: we we did talk to doc about like how his business has changed over the years i mean through trends and you know like back then the way he used to sell surfboards was through Trade shows, magazines, magazine. writers, v- videos, magazines, and videos, you know, and that's all pretty much like, gone. He had a template of like, okay, what do we need for this month? And it's like, this surfer, this picture, dah, 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 this model, you well, know, you should
2: just be applying that to Instagram now,
1: yeah. I and mean, they one do, of the like,
2: smartest things I ever heard Bob say, hurley was like. He's like, it's great. There's no magazines. He's like, we don't even have to do marketing anymore. It's just like the athlete's job now to do yeah. their marketing. Yeah. You know, it's the same yeah. thing, just different rapper. Yeah.
1: It's crazy, though, how it it's crazy. different. Yeah. Right? Like... Yeah, we talk... Yeah. What, when when you're living through that moment and, and time and, like, magazines were the shit. Yeah. Like, we needed magazines. We... Yeah. We wanted magazines. We could wait for a new magazine to now come. Everything's like instant. And video, like I mean.
2: So when I was working on the pickup, a lot of the guys were talking about how much they miss video and like how frustrated they get. Like Mason Ho was talking about it. Dane Reynolds was talking about it. How they wish like people would hang on to their good clips longer and, and then put then just it together, like put it all together, and put it out in a nice well, package. yeah. Better with a bow on it as opposed you know, to like oh got a good clip today here it is like could, send it out to the world you could
0: put on a TSOL song or like <laughs> you know some sort of like you know Blink 182 song and I could <laughs> I could play the video the surfing part in my mind not no, you I know remember, the like, yeah, I was like Hoodoo Guru and I was like twelve
2: thirteen, watching like the VHS tape
1: Blazing Saddles but that was what was Beyond Blazing cool. not Blazing Saddles I don't Beyond Blazing know. Surf Beyond Blazing Boards I used it, something like to oh that yeah. yeah, yeah I used to but like, it's different I mean times there's your next thing
2: right there home oh, I don't go. make a little comeback I think Yeah. like it's just I don't know everything it's weird like I even have a trouble I have trouble with social media like I hate doing the self-promotion thing like I just yeah. don't do it
1: it's... listen Jody Nelson times <laughs> late night with Chalky <laughs> surf <laughs> Video. shameless promoter over here huh? yeah yeah.
0: There it is. Agent, producer, like everything. We're just your talent. You just tell us where and what and who and how. We're, right. we're ready.
2: Yeah. I hate to break it to you guys, but the surf world's a very small bubble.
0: Yeah. Very small. <laughs> we know it. Yeah. <laughs> We've, we we know it. Yeah. Um. That's why we got four listeners. One other besides this. But
2: the core audience in surfing is a really good group of people. Yeah. You know? And it's oh, yeah. definitely like. So that family vibe, unless they're paddling out next to you when it's uncrowded, and there's a whole empty beach down the road. Yeah, <laughs> why? Why are people? No, why? But, yeah, we're a funny bunch. Surfers are.
0: Yeah. Well, um. Sure. Well, I mean, it's it's been awesome to catch up. Yeah, you know. No,
2: I don't surf Huntington. Anymore, I, well, so. I don't
0: surf Huntington. I don't surf. I don't think long. I've
1: ever seen you surf
0: Huntington. I have used I? to when I had to. Yeah. You yeah.
2: Know? Like when I had a contest there, and the photographers were like, Hey, you need to come up, we're shooting at Huntington. Okay. Yeah. I avoid it like the plague now. Simpo loves it. He's just like all about it.
0: Him and Shreddy. Oh, yeah. you got to keep the dream alive, man.
2: He's definitely
0: ripping. It alive. I hope he's the, the Olympic, guy. you know. He might be the head Olympic he's coach. He's a great yeah. coach. I saw him yeah. in action in yeah. Japan,
2: and I was really
0: impressed. Fun to be around, very knowledgeable, but, you know, serious when, you know, like,
2: you
0: know. yeah. he's a better coach than he was a surfer in New Jersey. Yeah, a lot of you know athletes. I didn't wasn't good in Jersey, and I'm not a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a good behind the mic. What? It's fun to watch this guy's like
2: gallery. You should.
0: I'm awesome. all, I'm about to put out some clips with my kid surfing, and then I, it's all me commentating in the you background. you your child. Like why why would you take off on the first wave of the set? Look at the two What? What are you doing? It's like yeah, it's gonna be funny. J.J.'s going to be a pro. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He he's, he's he's He's, he's going to be pro.
2: You know how, a new definition of pro. I don't know. Yeah. There's not a lot of contracts. Well, he's going to be sponsored. <laughs> nah. He's going to be sponsored. I Free just want, clothes? Is that are yeah. talking about? Free yeah. clothes? I know. That's, that's what I, I tell him. that's all anybody's getting these days. Yeah. I told it's all him. Laura needs. I just want Can to be able, able to Can we like talk like about surf. this real quick? Really yeah. quick. I know a little sidebar. We're almost done. But like all the stickers you got torn seen torn off boards the beginning. I mean, it happened. But this year, I feel like
0: it was so sad.
2: Crazy, right? I think half yeah. the guys on
0: the tour are going to have, like, this, nothing. No.
2: No no sticker on our nose. Thank so goodness for Red Bull for some of these people. Huh? Yeah. Monster
0: like, and... Well, and geez, snowboarding,
2: and, like, in all the other sports I work in, it's, like, skateboarding, everything. It's, like, Outside rocks, of hard goods, it's all uh, it's non-indulment. Everything yeah. primary is either Monster, Rockstar, Mountain Dew, or Red yeah. Bull. Yeah. That's, like, how... They you, got the money. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sugar no, I, I mean
0: I, I just want I just want to travel and surf, <laughs> and, and I want my kids. You know, I want to go back to some of these cool spots that we just talked yeah, about. You know, and I'm like, dad. yeah, let's go. I want to go surf some good waves. It's
2: crazy though. I feel like the um, the parents in surfing right now are more intense than ever. And it's like, oh, for oh, sure. And they're like, wait, where is your kid going? There's no money in the sport. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Oh no, yeah, for sure. Well, they. <laughs> well, I think on. they they got into it too late you yeah. know what I mean not not that they tried to get into it too later it just it's happened
0: like yeah.
2: Big Marshall I'm like what the heck like all these people are like
1: oh yeah
0: I, know, go down, I go down to the beach and, right, and there's like, there's 19 parents with videos you know and coaches down at the beach and you, you know I'm what's like.
2: going to be cool about this whole thing is I feel like there's going to be a nice little resurgence in the surf industry yeah and I think people listening to this podcast and people that love surfing really need to the put sport, their money local in you know into these core like smaller brands and, yes and support the the surf shops and just be really conscious yeah. with your money no, hallelujah
0: no, nobody had, nobody at amazon's uh, doing your ding repair put it that way yeah. you know yeah. nobody knows yeah. the difference but on, like uh, buy a wetsuit
2: yeah. from a wetsuit company that just makes wetsuits you know yeah. like support these these smaller up-and-coming brands it's you know no, it's I so think important. we're going to be seeing some big changes at other places, I'm sure you have have talked about it, but like at HSS and stuff, you know, yeah, the yeah. whole Hurley corner is probably going to be gone, Gone. and maybe the Volcom corner, and then gone. you're going to start seeing like some of these new brands, like whatever, Salty Crew getting bigger area, or like this new Seeger brand, yeah. or whatever it is, like, it's going to, you know, it, you think back to like when we first started yeah. surfing and the OPs and the Gotchas and the MCDs, and I guess it has gone yeah. through these like cycles.
1: cycles it's just like Bon Jovi said, man. <laughs> "It's all the same, only the names have changed." And <laughs> we'll end it at that. How's that, Bon Jovi
0: quote? <laughs> <laughs>
1: just kidding. But seriously, <laughs> Jody Nelson, yes, pro surfer, commentator, producer, foiler. Nonprofit. <laughs> what else? what do What is it? Nonprofit. It's
2: nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. Nonprofit.
1: Yeah. Pal with purpose. Yeah. I mean, amazing mom. Amazing mom. I just have an amazing kid. Yeah. He's going
2: to be a firefighter, and I'm really proud
1: of him. Yes. Yeah, he's Rad. Working towards that Good job. on you, Taylor.
2: Yeah.
1: But thanks for uh, yeah. hanging out with Late Night with Chalky and um, keep doing what you're doing. We're yes. proud of you. We're proud to. To know you and thanks for yeah. always championing championing the the Adler paddler every year. Yeah, you know yeah. keeping keeping the memory of our our good friend alive and you know you've got a great story and and just stay. I want to see yeah. more freaking stab content. Yeah, <laughs> so let's
0: keep do it. keep smiling, keep passion. <laughs> just keep yeah you know, pushing the passion of you know yeah Stoke because uh, you're you're fun to be around. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Keep going.
1: Thanks for it. having me. No, Jody Dan Nelson, thank you. Peace. Peace.
0: Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word.
1: Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.